Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 B KSL Sports Zone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to your All-Star Weekend. Thank you so much for letting us host you on this All-Star Weekend. We are right here outside of Vivint Smart Home Arena on the corner of uh, 3rd West and South Temple. It's unrivaled. 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Alex, Kiri, Scott Mitchell. As we start to plug it, look, here's what we do. Everybody rolls in, and uh, Hans and Scotty get done with their show, and then we throw down and we get our show going. And, uh, Scott, it's a beautiful day out. We can't complain too much. It's not win- There's no wind, which is the only thing that matters. When you talk about being cold, you know it's going to be kind of cold because we're in Salt Lake City and it's February. But here we are outside of a hopping scene outside the arena here and a bevy of, uh, of different events. I'm not sure which one I'm the most excited for. I don't even know if the game is the one I'm the most excited for. It's just kind of the the whole the whole downtown atmosphere has changed for this weekend, and I'm pumped for it, man. How about you? Uh, yeah, I mean it's an exciting thing. I mean it, it comes around once in you know what the last thirty some years. So yeah, it's it's extremely exciting to be a part of. It's a great weekend. Uh, you know the the weather gods have been kind to us here in the state of Utah. The weather to, gods to show off. A lot of uh, what we have here. We've got fat boys uh, oh, yeah. for anyone that walks by and uh, a, a whole lot more. So uh, <laughs> it's just cool to see the buildings around here where they've got all these different things. Uh, it'll it'll be fun to kind of get some feedback after this is all over with. Sure. To see what folks thought of Salt Lake City. But, uh, you, you, you know, and all the people we've talked to this week uh, and just all the planning and all the effort that went into this and, you really have to appreciate that there's a lot of people here in the state of Utah that are really big on sports. They're passionate about them. They're passionate about the jazz, the NBA, uh, just really all sports. And, uh, and and these people are the ones that made it happen. You know, they put together uh, a bid to have, the, you know, have the all-star game come here. This is, this is a big event. You know, this is as big as it gets in the NBA. And 
the best of the best are going to be here. And, uh, you know, the NBA wants to put on a good show as well. And so to kind of be partnered with, with such a big event is, is a cool thing for people in the state of Utah, whether you like sports or not. It's fascinating to see all these people. You can tell they're not locals. You know what I mean? You can just tell people. What's that look, mean? They well, walk yeah. by. They walk by, and they and they're uh, they, look, you, they look they look at you look, sideways like, "What are you guys doing here?" I'm an observationist. Okay, yeah, you are. And I can tell if a person is from Utah. See, she's from Utah. <laughs> okay? So she's got a smile on her face. She he's knows where not she's going. From Utah. See? <laughs> oh no, he is. He's oh, is he a local guy? Oh yeah. Oh, where are you from? Kearns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Scott goes. I got. I have all the skills. You got. You guys are from St. Louis. These guys over here. Oh no, you're from what? You're from Sandy. Boy, my radar's off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Fifty percent. You got fifty percent. There you go. Uh, locals. Definitely. <laughs> locals. Definitely locals. Yes, absolutely. Scott's yeah. going through. This is a fun out. game we're going to play for the next three hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. How about how about we play famous, not famous? All right. So you know what we got going on here too. We have this because everybody wants a piece of the action, right? Of course. Yes. Everybody wants a piece of this action, not us. You know, they want a piece of us. Everybody wants a piece of this action right here. Look, but, I mean, we, have, we have fat boys. We've got cachet. We, we can do a lot. <laughs> we got ice cream sandwiches. Yes. Yeah, look, I know, it's, I know it's sunny out, but get some ice cream sandwiches, you it's guys. It's free. You don't have to sign up for look, anything. There's nothing. We're not asking there's you to. There's nothing better than a fat boy sandwich. Just sign up and you can win a fat boy sandwich. Uh, yeah. Just <laughs> Listen, the we- there's always good weather for ice cream. Don't, uh, yes. don't you dare. Listen, this is what we do best here. Utah is number one per capita for ice cream consumption, consumption. in the in the yes. country. And there's a reason. There's not as much alcohol uh, drowning your sorrows with. Drown your sorrows with some with some uh, with some fat boys. Come by okay, the, uh, the broadcast that. booth. Yeah, you can. What what I why do you have to drown anything? Like <laughs> the, the, the implication maybe is people want to be sorrowful. No, the, why, the, why do they want to drown? No, no, no. The no, implication I just feel is bad. the implication is you've got everyone has a bunch of. Uh, bad stuff going on and then suddenly uh we're over here trying to we're over here trying to just uh you know either eat either eat our feelings or yes. drink them down whatever it is all right yeah. here's what we've got we've got a uh quite a show lined up here for you we're gonna be out here all day all the rest of this show uh we're also getting pumped because we're gonna scott and i right after this we're gonna walk right over our show right after our show we're gonna walk over to the rising stars game and uh and watch this thing tonight we're uh, as pumped as anybody else is. I mean, like, if, you, if you're if you coming downtown and you go to any of these events or if you have tickets to any of these events, uh, you got to just stop by, uh, high-five us on the way by, grab an ice cream, uh, whatever you want to do. And, look, I know people are like, oh, man, it's loud, it's noisy there, you got the tracks going by. This is part of the experience, man. Yeah. This is, like, the most people we've seen in this particular area when there's not a jazz game, like if it's right before a jazz game, this is the feeling every game, right? Where yes. it's like a bunch of people milling about, you know, right before tip-off. But we are, you know, just in the middle of – we haven't even gotten the weekend started yet. That's the vibe that I have on this thing. We're already being threatened to uh, move our stuff out of the way. Salt Lake PD being very nice to uh, to graciously allow us to sort of spill over where our uh, ice cream sandwiches and everything are here on the sidewalk. So – I want to ask you this, though, Scott. Let's uh, get the show started off, as we always do with the cut. Let's jump in, and let's talk All-Star Weekend here. The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. All right, our program and the cut brought to you by G2G Bars. G2Gbar.com is the website. You can get them at your local uh Associated Foods, refrigerated section at your uh, Holiday Oil, Maverick, and Costco. 
Uh, it's a protein bar that is additive-free, preservative-free, and it tastes fantastic. And they're the title sponsors of our program. So as we get going here, Scott, of all the things that are going on this weekend, and we'll just kind of walk through a map of some of these things, joining us in about 25 minutes here, uh, we had a conversation with uh, Yaron Weitzman, a senior writer from uh, Fox Sports, NBA writer for Fox Sports, uh, joined us. And uh, it chatted a little bit about some of the things that uh, went on uh, before the trade deadline and then just kind of the attitude of the All-Star game we, and just kind of this year and, and the big trades that happened. And then he talks a little Utah Jazz and stuff with us as well, so you don't want to miss that. Of all the events, though, Scott, I, I think that the game itself, for me, isn't one that uh, that is as exciting as the maybe the skills challenge or the three-point contest or maybe even the Rising Stars game that we're going to go to tonight. Of all the events that are going on, what's the one that likes that you go, that, that one I have to be at, this one i got to go to? If if I was if I was if the All Star Game was not in Salt Lake City, then it, it would it would definitely be the the Skills Challenge, the Slam Dunk, the three point. All, all, that that to me I think would be the most interesting sure. that I'd want to watch. I, I think um, with it being here, and and Utah having All Stars, but also All Stars that got away who are now All Star starters, and namely Donovan Mitchell. I think that's very intriguing to watch. Okay, here's here's Donovan Mitchell, who was a, a former star for the U- Utah Jazz. He gets traded. Laurie Markkinen comes in. He makes his first All Star team. I, I just think that's good TV. You know, that's a it's an interesting story, and it's something that you want to tune into just to kind of see how it plays out. And you know, so so that that has an interest to me uh, to watch the actual game, and and then just you know just the way they're they're going to pick the teams right before the game. They're going to have, um, you know, it, it feels like it's going to be somewhat competitive, and and here's the reality, I, you know, I think if I'm if I'm a fan out in the world, I, I go okay, yeah, I might tune into the All Star Game for a while, whatever, but I'm fascinated to see all of these amazing players, yes, it just all together in one place, and watch them whether whether it's a a showcase type of experience. Whether it's one of those things, it's one of those things where you're, uh, you know, you're like, okay, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not going to see the most competitive game in the world. I'm going to see the greatest players in the world, and I think that's something that's that's fascinating, and I think I'd be interested in tuning in. Uh, one of the things that we're looking forward to, of course, is uh, how is Salt Lake City going to do in terms of hosting everything, and and you know, the the the, the world is kind of. Uh, flashed in front of uh what salt lake city is doing for the weekend and it's a it's a mixed bag because some people go well you know i don't know if i don't know if this is something that i want to participate in and obviously the ticket is a tough uh entry for you know i was looking today just for fun right just for funsies to see and there are definitely people listing lower bowl tickets for thirty five hundred dollars you know you hope it's not the ripoff type but hey if you have if you have thirty five hundred dollars to spend on a ticket God bless you. That's not me. Uh, that's not the majority of the people who are going to be coming to these things. But, you know, I kind of made the comparison earlier in the week, too, where it's like, look, you have these amazing – think about, like, Hollywood, right? Hollywood is this uh, – just a ton, of, in, a ton of, of entertainment and information that comes out of there and so many stars and so many things. But then there are the people that are like the – creme de la creme you know or the people who think they're really awesome those are the ones who show up at like sundance you know sure and this feels a little bit like that where you go hey for a minute we're going to brightly shine everything on top of or onto salt lake city and you have this kind of like the best of the best or the people that want to be seen the most or the people that have you know kind of earned their way into this uh, to this game and then and you think about getting a ticket to this game 
and how difficult it would be, but also there are so many events that don't require. I was thinking about the Rising Stars game. You're talking about uh, – uh, a ticket tonight to to the Rising Stars game for fifty bucks. You know what I mean? Like, which is right. which is a, 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 you're going to be watching guys who definitely are going to well, be all stars. And, in and this so, league. if you get a ticket to that game, that's who you are as a fan. You're a Rising Star fan. <laughs> you're, you, you're on the you, rise. You, you, One you day got, you're going to get you got a ticket. Some time. You, get, you still got to work at your game a little bit. You still got to <laughs> you got to you got to improve that bank account sure. quite, quite considerably. Uh, maybe get a second job. Maybe maybe a career change. Uh, who knows? But. Uh, Maybe one day. I know because I, I went uh, early on, and I just go, all right, I, you know, I'd love to take, you know, my my, my youngest son because he would really love this. You know, I, let, let's go to the All-Star game. It's here in Salt Lake. And, and then I looked I looked a long time ago at tickets, and I said, no, um, I don't think we're going to be going to the All-Star game. It's, it's like, you know, it's just one of those things where you go, there's so much more I could do with my time. Uh, I'm not I'm not that person that, like, I mean, who who knows with some of these these celebrities and people that are are here, uh, it, it it may be valuable to them. You know, it's it's part of their image. It's part of crafting who they are. You know, you've got to be seen. You've got to be seen at the scene, and so it's worth you know it's worth it worth it to you to invest in whatever it takes to be in the crowd, to be in the know, uh, where you're just a general fan of things. You know, maybe it's it's a different you know it's a different a different deal. This is this is a highly unique experience. This is a showcase. This is this is a different deal. This isn't. I I, I don't even want to say it's you know necessarily a sporting event. It it really is one of those uh, special kind of. This is the Oscars. This is uh, this is Sunday. This is a unique unique thing yeah. that uh, you know just isn't every day. And so it's just reserved for whether it's corporate people, celebrities, whomever. You know that's that's just what's going to happen, and quite frankly, the NBA knows that, and they go, "Let's get the most bang for our buck here, and and make this an event for you know kind of who's who." Uh, I've got a list here of uh, of you know. By the way, there's a basketball game that's going to go on on Sunday. What? I don't know if you know this, but but the thing that's interesting is is I look at the list of guys who are uh, who are in this uh, who are in this All Star game here, and I want to I want to kind of jump in here. Okay. Your Eastern Conference uh, starters, just as a reminder. Giannis Antetokounmpo, of course, he's the captain of uh, Team Giannis. Kevin Durant for the uh, for the Brooklyn Net, or sorry, excuse me, I'm sorry, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, that's changed now officially, right? Did you see? I watched his press conference actually, his first time that he spoke. Phoenix has no freaking idea how the zoo. <laughs> it's gonna be with this. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I'm not saying it's gonna. It's a bad thing. I'm saying it's this is awesome. You know, careful what you wish for, kind of stuff. Right. I know, you know. I look at a guy like Mikael Bridges and go, man, that's tough to give up that guy. That's tough to give up, uh, you know, a name like that. But in, in, in a young rising star, but you have to give up that stuff to be able to get to, uh, you know, the place where you want for this uh, for this for this Phoenix Suns, uh, you know, team who's looking. That window was closing. It was like all of, all but shut. And so then you go, oh, they opened it back up again. But or did they? I don't know because it's not like Kevin Durant brought a title with with uh, Kyrie to to Brooklyn. Uh, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie Irving. Those are your. Uh, although Kyrie, what do you do now? Because those guys are in the are technically in the Western Conference now. Those guys were named Eastern Conference starters, but because everybody's being picked across the board, I don't know what they end up doing with all this. How do they end up, I, I, how do they end assume, up like, assume, passing this I, thing around? Well, I assume that they start with okay, okay when they're picking the teams, you have to start with the starters. Yeah, right? you got to. So, so you're uh, you pick your starting five out of all of the starters. And then, and then uh, you, 
and then you go to the reserve. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. So you, you have to feel good if you're the Jazz. Like, this year you're not going to get the last pick in the draft of Rudy <laughs> Gobert. From a, you but you know that. what's interesting is there's going to be a little moment where the last two guys are standing there on Sunday because they're doing the draft. No, right I know. It's, it's, it's going to be like a little right. bit of an embarrassing moment. But it's not going to be a Jazz player because <laughs> because Larry's, Larry's a, already started. He's a starter. You so can't, you can't mess with that. He may be 10, you can't but he's not going to be the last one. Uh, yeah, the conferences don't matter. No, but I'm just saying no. they were named Eastern Conference starters at one point, yeah. and then you throw it all out the window when uh, it, when it comes down to it, though. Boy, the Western Conference is stacked because they have all these, uh, you, you know, they transferred over uh, Kyrie Irving and uh, Kevin Durant's uh, names over to their uh, all-star so group. I think you were going to ask me a question. About, I wanted to know about know which – I want to know which guys come in next. Like, if you're if you're able to look at the list of guys who are starters, obviously with Luka and John Morant and Lowry Markkinen, uh, Jokic, LeBron James, let's say that that's like a starting type five, right? But then where do you well, go from y- – Yaw's a reserve. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. So yeah. who goes in next for you? Who goes see, in next see, for you? See, I'll tell you who. Oh, see, I'm going to have a hard time between Anthony Edwards, John Morant, and uh, Joel Embiid. Okay. See, Joel Embiid, I don't know how healthy he is right now. And he's even said, I don't know how healthy I am. Do you think that's him playing it up so he can have a, a monster of an all-star game? And plus, and, and I want to know, too, who's the guy who shows up and actually plays his uh, his heart out? Because LeBron doesn't come to uh, this thing. And you, know, you know who will play his heart out? Who? Damian Lillard. Yes. He wants to that, put on that, a show that's for the a, locals, That's right? a guy, to me, I think. I think if, if I'm in Utah and, and you understand the history of Damian here, you know, going to school, I think he might be the guy I pick first. Right. Okay. Yeah, because the All Star Game isn't about who's absolutely the best. It's it's about let's showcase the city from where these people are. You know, like Stockton and Malone are the co MVPs. The last time the All Star Game was here, and, and and sure, I'm sure they deserved it, but I'm also sure they 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 probably created every opportunity they could to showcase that that local talent. So you think and, Dame's like a, a dark horse? It, it's, it's it's weird to say that Damian Lillard could be a dark horse uh, MVP candidate, right? But that I, I think you're exactly right. This is one where he goes, you know what? Think of that 60-point game he had against the Jazz. Like five minutes before that game, people are going, yeah, Damian Lillard, I don't know. Like, yeah. he may, he may, his time may be up. You know, we might not see the best out of the – we've seen the best out of this guy. And he went, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm showing up, and I'm going to score 60 points. And he did. This th- might be the type of weekend that he does that. Here's one I think is fascinating. Not 60, but you know. You get Where does Donovan Mitchell get picked? Uh, and and what, what kind of motivation does he have to come back to Salt Lake City and to kind of say, hey, Salt Lake City? Because uh, I think he's been saying it all, all season. No, he's I think be- he's been saying, look, I, I wasn't just – I wasn't just good in Utah because I think that was the I think that was the question mark. I know it was with me. Is Donovan Mitchell is he a star in the NBA yeah, or yeah. is he a superstar? And uh, he's kind of turning himself into a freaking superstar with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Scott. Do you know how you know what the record is for points scored in an in a uh, in an All Star game by what a that player? Record is? Yes. Oh shoot. Uh, because like you know they try to spread around they try to spread around minutes and obviously yeah. they want, and and some guys are like look I don't want to be in that long yeah take me out like right. I don't sure. really care yeah. so but but there are guys who show up and they want to make well, what is the record a Tell crazy me. impact I want to hear it this is not the person you would necessarily think either Anthony Davis is the top scorer all time really? in a single game for the NBA All Star game he scored fifty two back in twenty seventeen wow Steph Curry last year scored fifty so he dropped his so those are the only two who scored fifty. 
Steph's a starter. Right. Uh, but guys like Paul George, Russell Westbrook, who's not obviously uh, you know on this uh, team. Michael Jordan is all the way down in like in tenth on the list for for, for scoring forty in nineteen eighty eight. But Giannis has put up a lot of points. So some of these guys, the most recent like groups of, of all stars, it's actually more prone to be high scoring of a single player now than it used to be. So this game has always just kind of been a hey, bring everybody together. We'll play a game. It's going to be fun. It'll be a showcase. But we're going to spread this thing around. Nobody wants to be. Nobody's going to end up being like the 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 you know the the high score with fifty right. points. That doesn't really happen in an all star game. But it has happened in more recent years versus the ones that were in the past. And so that wasn't as much of, a, of an emphasis. But you see some of these guys who are on the list of top scores in single games all time. Uh, Giannis has been on there twice. Giannis is on there twice in the top 20 list. Uh, and even a guy like uh, Joel Embiid scored 36 last year as well in that same game against uh, Seth Curry. So tons going on in terms of guys who are in this game who want to prove something. I want to see who the guy is who cares the most. And the try hard in the game. That's what you want to see is the guy who gets in there. So there, there's another motivation for me. I want to watch uh, collusion going on. Oh. I, I want to see, all right, who's talking to who, you know, trying to trying to lure or trying to, you know, strategize about, about where they're going Strategy. next. And uh, so I brought my binoculars. Oh, you did? I did. <laughs> and I'm going to get a close-up view of uh, around, you know, um, the, the the floor and uh, and I want to see uh, what's what yeah I, I want to see okay show me show me uh, okay so here's what we got going on if you are if you're one of those if you're one of these folks who's watching this game this weekend who is your a number one on these on these reserve lists who are the guys I'm going to name off some names here the ones that are, you you pointed out Damian Lillard so I can't right. pick Damian Lillard but I'm going to go with another guy who's going to show up big is John Morant. John Morant Heck is yeah. he wants to show up and show out. You know what I mean? Like he and, and you know what? People have been dogging Ja a little bit and his crew because they've been uh they've been kind of front and center in a lot of these controversial things that have gone on on and off the court. Right. And his like dad and, and uh, people are going I, I watched the, the uh the TNT guys going like, Hey, uh Ja's dad, like let's back it off a little bit. You don't want to be the Brittany Mahomes of uh, yeah. of the NBA and be and be seen for the wrong reason. And so, uh, one of the things that I watch with with all this is, I think that that uh, John Morant hears that kind of noise and then he goes, "You know what? Uh, I'm going to show up and I'm just going to kind of put it on you guys." Donovan Mitchell is an interesting one because I don't think that that factor of a I'm going to prove you you Jazz fans or prove to you Utah. That you know, you guys. I maybe I'm aligned to you guys a little bit, but you guys definitely dogged me when I left. You know, and so I don't. I think he got past that by scoring. What did he have? Forty eight when he came in there, forty six or whatever but, but it was. This when they, is when this they lost is the, to the Jazz NBA. The other day. This is like everything. This is the whole deal. I just I just think that uh, there's going to be. I think he's going to be highly motivated. I'll give you a guy. I think will be. I'll give you a guy. I think is going to be the least motivated guy to play well at the All Star game. You ready for this one? Let me hear it. Paul George. PG-13? I just think he's like, you know, I'm over all of this. Great. I'm a, he's a, he's I'm had a, a reserve. He's a guy I'm, who's had a 40-point game in an all-star I, game. I, just, I think he's over all that. I think, I think of all these guys, he might, be, he might be, you know, and you get all these Sacramento King guys, you know, that are, that are here. And uh, they, they uh, you know, Sabonis, you know, maybe he's a guy that wants to really show, show out. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm – uh, or, or uh, De'Aaron Fox. You know? Yeah, well, that might be a good – yeah, those are yeah. young guys who – Demonis Sabonis is a guy that, like, yeah. he gets in a game and he'll 
he might have a triple double, you know, in the in a game like this. Right. But nobody wants to. It's like when Rudy was in, and you go, nobody wants to see the guy who can play a lot of really good defense. All I in wanted the to see game. Rudy was shoot a three pointer in the All Star game. <laughs> you know, just it's a it's a showcase. It's like like. Get out of your comfort zone. Let's see something unique, different. Let's let's have some fun with this. I mean, that's all, that's what this is. I think if people can look at it as this is a celebration, this is this is a showcase. This is a you know this is the NBA's night at the Oscars. It's where they just roll everything out. Yeah, then you know just kind of accept it and take it for what it is, and and uh, you know don't don't get too caught up in being that. Uh, purist we just need this amazing sporting event uh shea gilgos alexander was a guy who uh everybody that that whole tnt crew was like that guy he's awesome obviously the scoring prowess that he has that might be one of those guys that sneaks up on you yeah and uh because there was a stretch i think that he was averaging 35 points a game over about a dozen game stretch uh, right before the all-star break and uh, right before the all-star voting it kind of uh you know ended and so He's a big-time scorer. He could be one of those guys that will sneak up and have a big game this weekend. But everybody wants to see those big names. Everybody wants to see how they're going to do. I, By the way, I'm on Jersey Watch this uh, this weekend as well. Okay. And uh, best one I've seen so far is like a doped-out, really sweet Mark Eaton jersey. Did you see that guy walking oh, by with the you know, uh, Mark I, Eaton I jersey? That. I there was a really sweet number 53 Mark Eaton uh, jersey walking by. That's a pretty. That's a great throwback there. Uh, we've got a Suns fan over here, but I'm not sure what player she has. If she already has a Kevin Durant on, then I'd be uh, then I'd be all for it. But she's hanging out with a Donovan Mitchell purple. That's a pretty dope sweater right there. That's a throwback sweater too. This is. Uh, but is that one of those new? Beautiful. Is that one? Is this one of those new old sweaters, or is it like? 1997, you rolled up, and uh, that's it, like, passed down from your uncle kind of a deal. Yes. Uh-huh. That's, that's sweet. It's the drapes I love from your it. grandma's I love room. it. So we're on, we're, on, uh, we're on the fashion watch. I mean, this is the Sundance of NBA, like, uh, you know, and sports events to, for us to be able to have here. So we're going to look out for the uh, – who are you wearing? That's a different question now that you get uh, in, these types of, uh, in these types of days. So we'll come back. When we return, we are right here on the corner – of 3rd West and uh, South Temple, right across from uh, just right outside Bivin Smart Home Arena where it's been decked out with the all-star uh, banners and uh, tons of work going on this thing. There is a huge projection screen that has been put up on the Radisson across the street here too. That is the biggest Jordan ad I've ever seen, and they've apparently been trying this thing out. It's going to show uh, it's going to be like an actual big screen. So we've got a lot going on. More to go around the corner when we return. Uh, you're going to hear from Yaron Weitzman out of uh, out of New York, and he uh, covers the NBA for Fox Sports, senior writer for Fox Sports and their NBA. So we'll get his uh, thoughts on the trade deadline stuff, uh, this Jazz team in particular, and uh, you know what about this game and the ending and how they do the uh, how they do the, the the Elam ending, right, where you get to have a a game winner at some point. More to go around the corner. Stay with us. It's All Star Weekend right here. Anytime we talk about the All Star Weekend, though, uh, it's all brought to you by Aquaterra. Steak and Sushi, a brand-new curated Salt, uh, Salt Lake City restaurant at City Creek. Uh, give it a shot. Try it out for yourself. Uh, we're going to come back. More to go right here from the corner of the Triad Center and Vivint Arena. Stay with us, 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. 
But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Unrivaled. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Curie. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented baby, baby, by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! All right, welcome back. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Basketball. <laughs> this is from an NS- SNL skit. So this, so the, the music, obviously, for Round Ball Rock by John Tesh. Yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was reimagined that if his brother Dave and he pitched this song with <laughs> lyrics to uh, some, some New York executives. So the, it's, uh, this is Ted Lasso doing the doing – the, uh, Hey. It's Jason Sudeikis hey. doing this, doing this hey. skit. So there you go. March 15th. Oh, is that when it comes out? Season three, March. The, the most 15th. hilarious thing for me is that Scott is not a soccer fan <laughs> no. at all, like zero. But he's like crying watching Ted Lasso. Like, just it's so beautiful, man. Football is life. <laughs> so uh, that comes out in March. We're very excited yeah, about it. Way excited. All Star Weekend, though. We're here on the corner of Third uh, West and South Temple, where we've broadcast from many times, Scott, but not under these circumstances. Um, the All-Star Weekend and how much fun we're able to have with all this going on around us. Very, very cool stuff. Really excited about it. So we had a discussion uh, We, we had a, a, a discussion earlier we uh, recorded with him to be able to chat about some of the things that are going on. Yaron Weitzman, who uh, is a senior writer for Fox Sports uh, at foxsports.com. He's a senior NBA writer. We kind of broke down a couple of things with him, and we asked him uh, specifically – at the at kind of the top about, you know, guys walking up to the All Star game, like the rest of the league is it, like this is a this is a terrible time. It's been the the it's been the trade deadline. It's been uh, a ton of pressure on guys to to perform, maybe to get into the All Star game, or other guys who are just trying to stay in the league. You're seeing guys getting waived. You're seeing guys who uh, have a lot of promise, and maybe they're on a team they don't like to be on. And there's a lot that goes on, but they're also wasted from playing 55 games, right? Yeah, especially the young guys too. You know, right. you talk about that, you know, rookie kind of wall that they they run into. So yeah, lot lot of lot of challenges this time of year for sure. Well, and so we asked uh, Yaron about that exactly. Like guys coming into this game, how pumped are they to be playing? Not just playing in a game, but getting to All Star Weekend for the rest of the guys who aren't in the All Star game. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of you could say half the NBA is like you know just dealing with guys wanting a break and. Every day, looking for break and waiting for the games to matter. Um, yeah, this week, it, this week, I think I don't. I gotta look. I should know this, right? Like, I don't remember the the trade deadline. At times, was after All Star Weekend. Like the the trade deadline happening the week before All Star Weekend, and then leading into the break, 
it did it did change the feeling this week of like are we really following these games and the amount of trades that happened too and how and how uh and how, how big some of the deals were and how they kind of altered the landscape of the NBA. I think it did create a bit of a what these games are weird, but like get forget these games, we're gonna all reset after the all-star break and kind of reassess where everyone is. Yeah, and that that was my question to you. With all of these trades and some some of them being very significant uh, who, who benefits the most? Um, a, a, either it's a team or, or it seemed like a lot of things kind of shifted from the east to the west. So so which which conference benefited and which team actually benefited most? I mean, the answer is if you get Kevin Durant, you benefit the most, right? I know it's, it's got <laughs> traded risky and, and there were issues and, like, it's not, it's not a home run. I think that if you go through the uh, history of teams, like, you doing me, will trade you everything for the older superstar trade, especially midseason. Doesn't always work out. Right. I think more times, I think the numbers of people would be surprised in terms of you. Like, did it did it work out? Yes or no? I think the answer would also be no. That said, you know, getting Kevin Durant on that team that benefited them. Um, you know, then you look at teams like Denver, where like it seemed like they might have been. I don't want to say the clear favorite, but like you said, the West the West got tougher. So some of these teams like Denver and Memphis, or the Clippers, maybe you know teams who um were uh, want to make the finals, want to make the, and looked like they had a good shot. They still can, but the West being tougher, it looks like they're way the path there is going to be a little more difficult. Um, I thought, yeah, I mean, the Nets did a good job of resetting. I, I, I don't like giving the Nets credit because, like, they dug the hole themselves. But, all you know, that's kind of some cost. And in terms of well, once they realized what the reality was, they did a good job of resetting. Um, for the other deals. And Memphis, Memphis, I think, that's another one of these teams where I'm curious to see. Like, they made a small move. I, You know, Kevin Durant ending up in Phoenix is a move that I think hurts like a team like Memphis who is maybe going to try to capitalize on um, the conference being open. And Golden State is another one of those, right, where they've kind of been hanging around and they've been waiting, waiting, waiting. And, oh, look, the West doesn't have any juggernauts. Maybe they can emerge. And I don't know. I guess we'll see. We, uh, we, you spoke a little bit about Ryan Smith earlier and, and you know, this this young ownership, you know, group that's, uh, that's here in Utah now. And, and you look at Matt Ishbia and a guy who also, you know, Young face, lots of money, and they roll in and they go, "I want to own this team, and I want to, I want to jump in." And obviously, Matt Ishbia making some waves within like you know hours of ownership of uh, of the yeah. Suns with the KD deal. But this trend of these guys who jump in and they're like, "I want to, I want to just," it, it must be great for the league to be able to get younger guys in that have like this energy and this passion to sit courtside and you know be the number one fan of their teams that they're also you know trying to run. Uh, for sure, I wouldn't say. I guess it's good for the league. I don't know if GMs necessarily love it, right? <laughs> it's kind of it's to create some fluctuation in these guys, like their fans. And like if they are, it, it, I mean, it's different, right? The league used to be these, these were the primary business for these guys, right? Now, usually coming in after having made a ton of money in another business, um, and you know, and a billionaire buys something, they're not ones to usually be told, oh, you know what? Like you should actually be listening to us. Like no, they, they're experts. They think they're experts. And I think a lot of that we times we see is. It takes them a few years to realize, like, oh, wait, the sports business is actually uh, really different than anything I've owned, right? Just because I did X or Y doesn't mean I know how to run an NBA team. Um, but they definitely have a lot of money, and I think that's good that they're – like, that's good for the fans of the league, right, investing in teams. And look at the Suns. I think the number was – um you can look it up. It's something like in the twenty in Robert Sarver's last 20 years or something, as an owner, he had paid, like, just $14 million in luxury tax total. And this year they're going to be like at forty. I'm, those numbers might not be exact, but like something crazy, right? Where yeah. like Matt Ishbia is coming in and saying, "No, we're going to pay." And uh, and of course they like like you know I think Matt Ishbia part of the reason you buy a team if you're Matt Ishbia is like you think I think he enjoys then 
seeing the ESPN.com story, front page story written by Woj about how Matt Ishbia was the one who pushed the trade through, right? Like that's part of the thrill. That's why you're buying it. It's like it's an expensive piece of art you hang on your living room wall, right? That's what these are for these guys. So yeah, it's interesting and it's an interesting trend. And I, I do think it also combined that with how teams like you see all these major trades now. I mean, start with you guys, right? Rudy Gobert and talk about new ownership. I, you know, they have um, Minnesota the kind of in, in flux there, but they have new owners coming in, right? And I think a lot of these new owners are behind this trend of, no, go get me the guy. I don't care if you trade every single draft pick we have. I want to make a splash right now. Yeah, it's, it was interesting to see how a guy like Donovan Mitchell gets traded and seems to be flourishing and even playing, you know, playing even better. I mean, he's a out starter mind, in the all. Yeah, yeah and, and then and then Rudy yeah. Gobert just seems a little bit out of sorts, a little bit out of, and eh, not really sure where I fit into everything. With everything that's happened with the Jazz, all the trades, you know, they they've basically restructured, torn this thing down. They're building it up again. If you're a Jazz fan, what what can you expect moving forward? What 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 can you see? What 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 does this mean to the Jazz going forward? And like, when when can you expect a return on? on this new direction? He's probably, you know, got to give it like a year or two, you know, before. I mean, again, it, when, it depends on you mean by return. Like, for them winning playoff series, that's going to take some time. I think fans, I think fans, I've always believed, I, you know, I live in New York, I grew up in New York, and there was always a thing, you can't rebuild in New York, you can't rebuild in New York. And me and, you know, family and friends, even growing up and talking to other reporters here, and like, we all think that's not true. I think this would apply to Utah as well, right? I don't necessarily agree. I think fans, fans are pretty smart like if they see a plan if they see the outlines of a coherent plan and that plan is communicated it makes a progress i think that's something that fans appreciate and enjoy um and like i mean you guys know better than me i imagine most of the jazz uh fans are rallying around Lori Markin and you become kind of beloved that he's flourishing there right and well castle and young guys there like i think so when you talk about return like i think utah fans are going to enjoy watching the team the next few years and watching Will Hardy sort of grow into his own as a really good NBA coach. Um, if you're talking about like returning to the point where it's a disappointment if you don't make the conference finals, right. there's, there's going to be some time on that one. Uh, Yaro Weitzman joining us here from Fox Sports, NBA writer. Uh, before we get you out here, I, I was thinking about this the you know the All Star Weekend here and, and how excited we are about it. I do think that improving the deal by throwing in this like last second draft for these guys that kind of, that, that creates a little bit more fun. Yeah, I think. that's good too. I think that's really fun. But the in the in season tournament that the NBA is considering, are, I mean, how close are we to that? And what does that actually add? Like, wh- where will that live in terms of like the importance of the season and 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 then does does an NBA All Star Weekend matter <laughs> when you have an in season tournament? Um, so that's gonna. I don't know when that's gonna happen. Adam Silver wants that to happen. It's gonna happen. Um, does it? Where's the? I have no idea. That's okay. That's like the news of it. Uh, in terms of the point, I don't get it. That's my opinion now. Like I don't get it. I don't see it working. Um, I don't see why it would matter. Like I don't know. They, what they're gonna do is they're gonna try to mess around with the schedule. So like it'll be part of the. You'll shave off let's say ten regular season games and make those part of the tournament or something, right? But like in the end. I mean, I guess I guess manufactured stakes. Maybe I like they can work, but I just don't know if fans. Are, I don't think fans are going to care. Like, is there going to be a ceremony for the first team that wins the whatever you call it cup? I don't. I, I don't get it. I know some soccer. Some, some people who like soccer or uh, football overseas, they're into it. But I think, and I know you have to start somewhere, right? So, like yeah. the answer to that, you'll say, yeah, that's been going on for you know decades, and they say I have to start somewhere. I don't see it happening here. I don't see the players being incentivized. I guess you can throw in a little extra cash, like. I've seen talk about um, 
you know, well, the winner gets another draft. I don't know, something like that. But, like, why would a, the players don't care about that? And in fact, like, draft picks almost, like, you don't want that the team's chance to get your replacement for cheaper, right? So, like, that's not an incentive. Right. So maybe you can get cash and that might help them. I don't know. I don't well, I don't get it, but maybe I'll be wrong. To go back to the uh, Hunger Games point let's and, and the European right. point, Let's start relegating some guys. Then we're going to get serious. Then people are going to really start so making I, right, some effort. No, I, I think that it's the funny part. I think there are other creative ways because I do think the regular season. I think that's an, that's an issue that needs to be addressed. Right, the idea of making uh, adding stakes or uh, or or value to these regular season games, right, and incentivizing players and teams to take them seriously. I think that's an issue and something the league has to work, has to address. I don't think an in-season tournament is that. Like, yeah, relegation would be great. That's not, or not great. Relegation would work. Um, that's not one. I, I always thought it would be fun if they uh, if they did something where, like, you know, teams, based on seeds, you get to actually pick your opponent in the playoffs, and therefore we have lots of incentive on getting the seeds because you can really decide who you want to play. That was a fun idea I had. Yeah, Yaron Weitzman, Fox Sports, NBA writer. Thanks for joining us on this All-Star weekend and uh, just give him a little bit more flavor. And even though the, the All-Star game itself might not be that interesting, uh, the game that surrounds it and then uh, the looking forward to the second part of the season is, uh, is a fun one. So thanks for hanging out with us, man. Thanks, guys. Enjoy it. There you go. Uh, Yaron Weitzman from Fox Sports, senior NBA writer, joining us today. Um, Look, it's funny, too, because he's one of these guys that he's covering the game, and you could tell, like, I heard Hanson Scotty talking a little bit about this today, too, where it was like, some of these guys are, boy, we get jaded, don't we? We cover too many sporting events. Now, for for you and I, doing the NBA All-Star game is, obviously, this isn't something that happens all the time, but it's funny to hear some of these NBA writers like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how excited I am for this game. I was like, bro, wake up. This is what we do, man. We, we, we uh, participate in the All-Star weekend, but I think... Guys like him even are like, man, I, I kind of want a break too. These teams are taking a break. I want to take a break. But yeah, but I, I here think, we are. I, I just think you can look at the All Star Game as this tremendous showcase of what's uh, amazing with professional basketball. I mean, these are the best athletes, the best players in the entire world. They're all in one spot, and they're and they're showing all the different ways in which sure. they're truly amazing. And and it's the young up and coming players. It's the guys that are trying to make it here. Uh, you know, they just got a lot of a lot of amazing things that are going on, and I, I think the NBA is just. I, I think of maybe all of the showcase, the the high all star type thing. I think I think the NBA does a pretty decent job of it, and there's a willingness to kind of not get stale with it and try new things, and, and you know, just keep it relevant and keep it uh, interesting for folks. You know, that is something that the NBA does an amazing job with. They are organized, man. Like you know, I think that and that's not to say. I mean, the NFL is kind of the gold standard of, of uh, everybody kind of looking to see what they do in terms of promotion and, and getting themselves out there and everything. But, like, the NBA, Adam Silver has done a tremendous job of carrying that torch from uh, David Stern to go, hey, this is, this is how we do this the best way possible. And uh, they're going to – I mean, part of the, part of the deal is, is that the $100 million-plus renovation they did over here at Vivint Smart Home Arena was a major piece of being able to get the game here. And when they got awarded the game four years ago, you heard Spencer Cox, uh, our governor, on our show yesterday talking about how he was on this committee to put on this big pitch. And he's like, we've watched these pitches with the Olympics. And this was on par with that of trying to make yourself as big as possible, as earnest as possible, as gracious as a host as possible to be able to make yourself uh, a part of that. So it's... uh, it's an awesome deal, like to be able to finally see it come to fruition, and uh, and have kind of everybody on a national level for a moment uh, peek in here at Salt Lake City, and 
You know, you know a, long, a, long, a long time ago, Larry Miller saw the value of the Utah Jazz and the NBA when it wasn't good and it really stunk. And, and you're seeing the fruition of a vision of someone who saw, you know, uh, a gold mine in, you know, in kind of the middle of the desert. Right. So uh, this, this is a culmination of a lot of people seeing the value of sports and what it means to a community, a state, a, um, you know, just a whole, a whole group of people. So uh, it's exciting to have it here, and, and I think it makes people in Utah feel like, all right, we're kind of important. Scott, remember when I was telling you about Sundance? This lady is dressed up as a Sundance visitor, right? Of course. Fur full, yes. full fur boots. Fur full, fur, fur, full fur, fur, full fur. <laughs> fur. Fearful. No, she's got a giant uh, fur hat on, giant yes. fur boots. I'm like, yeah. hey, Park City's that way. I don't know if this. I don't know if you're here for this, but we'll take a break here. We'll come back when we return. We've got uh, our what are the odds? Our All Star edition of what are the odds? What's Larry Marketing going to do in this game? We'll uh, chat about that and many other things here. Stay with us. Men, Remedicals, Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments that are discreet, non-invasive, and customized to your needs. Remedical, renew, restore, reclaim. Visit remedical.com today. Taking the break here, coming back. More to go, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. What are the odds? Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! You'll know exactly, um, more or less. What's going to happen? This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We're on Jersey Watch here, on the corner here of uh, 3rd West and South Temple right here, just in front of Vivid Arena. Uh, I, I, of course, am partial to the old school, like Stockton alone. Seen a handful of those. Uh, I did see somebody walk by with an uh, Adrian Dantley jersey on, and I was like, ooh, oh. that's a nice little uh, – that's a deep cut for folks. That's one you want to show off and be like, "I'm a, I'm a true uh, jazz fan, right?" So, uh, here's you know, a- when uh, when AD played for the for the Jazz, he would spin the basketball when he would shoot free throws. You know, he'd have this yeah. this Be- unusual spin. Every kid did it in his hand, right? And, uh, and just that was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, I and I even adopted when I was a kid uh, the mumbling to myself thing too. Carl Malone, the Carl Malone, would be like, and I'd be like, I want uh, I want the triple cheeseburger it's- with the fries. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, what? What's he talking about? Get the get the world's best lip readers in there, and you still didn't know exactly. Yeah. It was something about, wasn't it something about? Uh, to this day, I don't know what it no, was. I don't, I, yeah. We'll have to go in and, uh, and but, have but it translated. What's your what's your what you think? It's, what do you think it is? Like I said, uh, it's probably a food order. Oh, I'll food take order. a prime rib with uh, cauliflower, uh, and uh, what's your special tonight for dessert? And then shoot, boom. You just want to get <laughs> your you want to get your mind right. All these guys have a, and this is what I'm trying to get. Walker Kessler. Needs to get with – Carl Malone was notoriously a bad free throw shooter, right, yeah. when he came in. And so he developed, like, a thing, right? And and it's not like somebody needs to, hey, Walker, you should get better at free throws. It's like he freaking knows. Shaq knew I he think, was supposed I to be better. I think Kessler is getting – he's got a decent stroke. I'm you telling know? Just, he yeah. just needs some – he, he, he needs he's just time. in his head. So you want to tell you <laughs> like, tell like Shaq, Shaq just had a bad shot. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, was just, it was like, ah, ah, was like oh! Like, it, it looked like it was hurt him yeah. when he shoot. And, and Carl was a little bit kind of – uh, kind of, you know, he kind of shoot it and recoil, you know. Oh, yes. I hope it goes in. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, uh, Carl Malone ended up being, you know, that seventy to seventy-five percent free throw shooter for his career when he ended up kind of just buckling down and going, you know what? Uh, and you know, you hear the the old anecdote that Wilt Chamberlain could have been, you know, a forty-five to fifty-point a game guy. But those guys, when they're shooting it, they're almost shooting down at the basket, right? I mean, the little little short. No, guys, but you heard that. You the heard the short thing guys where, are shooting up. You know, you, it's you heard little, the you heard the thing where they were, you know, he was really good. He did the underhand kind of uh, 
um, Rick Barry sort of uh, way of shooting the free throw. Right. And, yeah. then, and then somebody made fun of him for it, and then he got off of it. Where yeah. he's like, ah, and then he became not a very good free throw shooter. I don't know how true that is, but I like that story. Stay That's true. how I used to shoot him. Stay true to your – yeah, you did. A little underhand, <laughs> hey, two-hand set shot. That is kind of from your uh, – that's no, kind of from your era. From my era. <laughs> it was like a couple years <clears throat> before my era. All right, here's what we got. One of the odds goes like this. I give you a scenario. You give me a 0 to 100% chance that thing will or will not happen. Hey, free ice cream sandwiches, by the way, if you're out here. Uh, some of our coworkers, are they eligible to eat the, to eat the, uh, to eat the ice cream if they come out in there? Ah, sure. That's fine. Yeah, of course. Vaughn, get, get an ice cream sandwich. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Come on. No, he's like, we, we walk past those all day. I'm not going to yeah. do it right now. He's like, I've had three already today. <laughs> I don't need another you one. got to can it. Uh, all right, so what are the odds goes like this? I give you a scenario, Scott. You give me a 0 to 100% chance that thing will or will not happen. Okay. What are the odds that la- – this is our, our uh, all-star edition of it as we're here in the corner of Bivin Arena. Um, what are the odds Lowry Markkinen scores 20 points in the uh, all-star Score, game? Scores 20? I think they're going to showcase Lowry Markkinen. I really do. I think uh, it's just one of those, like – kind of unwritten basketball rules that uh, the home court advantage, you know, and you just try to try to treat the, treat the locals that way. I mean, I mean, think about it. You know, a majority of the people who are, are here are going to be from Utah, I, I hope, I would think. But it's, it's still uh, – so I think, I think it's probable. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, pull a, I'll pull an Alex Curie from yesterday, and I'll go a, a 53% Mark Eaton, may he rest yeah, in peace. Yeah, you know what? What a great weekend honor uh, Mark Eaton, right? Yeah. His name's up in the rafters, and yeah. uh, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. We miss Mark Eaton on this program. Yes. Uh, what are the odds that somebody scores 40 points uh, in this game? Now, only 19 have scored 35 or more, but like I said, more in more recent years, it's uh, it's more you're seeing more of the prolific single scores in these games. So what are the odds somebody gets over 35 uh, in this game? 35 on Sunday. Yes, mm, I think that's uh, I don't know. It's relatively high. Uh, I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell when he was with the Utah Jazz. 45 percent. Okay, I like it. Since you know we're keeping it in the family here, <laughs> can so I do I. that for someone who's gone? Uh, absolutely. Or I could go Big T Thurl Bailey. 41 percent. Yeah. Okay. You know it's that 40 ish percent. Uh, how about this? A triple double. A now, triple this double? Is, now here's nah. what. No, no, hold on. A nah. Here's where it could happen. LeBron, like a 14, 14, and 10 type of game because he's going to dish the ball a lot. No, 14's low. I bet he scores 25. He has like 12 rebounds and like 19 assists. This is that kind of game where. He becomes like everybody's dad and sort of uh, facilitates as the as the tra- as the track train goes by with Luca and uh, Jason Tatum on that one. That's a great. That's my favorite car so far of all the All Stars yeah. that have gone by. It's kind of fun how there they was have one with Lowry and uh, and Joel Embiid. And I thought, yeah, I don't know, but that that uh, Luca Jason Tatum combo is a pretty good one. Uh, someone goes on a triple double. Yes, uh, I'm going to say John Stockton, twelve percent. I'm going to go higher. I think I'm, it's low. I'm going to go higher. I'm not even going to go really high. Whoa. Let me see here. Really high? Well, I mean, really in terms of basketball numbers. I'm going to go with a, ooh. Uh, now I can't. Now, now, I'm, now I'm up in my own head. Yeah. I'll go with a Michael Jordan. No, a Lowry Markin in 23%. There you go. I was going to go Michael Jordan 45, but. Uh, oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some 1993 facts, by the way. From the last time the All Star Game was here, facts, facts. like is F A X or, or F A C T. You know what? It would Did be appropriate. Right? To, it would be. Facts? It would be appropriate to get a fax in 1993. <laughs> of course it would. That's why I thought that's what it was. 
What was that? <laughs> I was like, I thought Locke wanted something to say something. All right, we'll take the break here. We'll come back. When we return, that was Jeremy telling us to get out to the break. When we come back, we're going to jump uh, a little bit into some BYU talk because the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are, uh, are, in, a, are, are in a weird uh, – they're in kind of a weird arms race here. So we're looking forward to it as Sam Farnsworth from KSL TV just got off the train here from uh, the Huntsman Center. And now he's back. Going he's back jogging to, uh, to work. That's him cutting up a story here. We'll come back. More to go around the corner. Mitch Harper joins us next. 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. For the sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. So, so, so. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Those squeaky brakes heading by here are the, uh, the tracks line right in front of the stadium here, which is where we're broadcasting from on the corner of, the, uh, uh, on the corner of Vivint Arena and the KSL Broadcast House. And tracks is free us. this weekend. You just it jump on and go not, all over. Not just downtown, everywhere. It's so cool. Uh, so you want to get on the old front runner? You want to be able to uh, participate in any of that? Let's, uh, let's do it. Come down, get yourself something. Uh, now we're gonna we're gonna step away from our uh, wall-to-wall all-star coverage here. Oh boy, we've had an interesting week, and we've had to pay so much attention to uh, the all-star stuff, and we've had so many fun guests and everything uh, joining us right now. We haven't talked to him in like a I don't know a couple weeks now. He's our BYU insider for KSLSports.com. He's Mitch Harper on the program. What's going on, Mitch? Yeah, not much, guys. Uh, happy to be on with you. Um, so right now it feels like, and you tell me if I'm wrong here. It feels like this insane arms race, and the pressure is on even more. It feels like the pressure is really on the uh, the Pac-12, who has been uh, talked about this week in a lot of kind of negative terms of them trying to find maybe not just their media rights deal to get figured out, but maybe some other partners that might be in the future of the Pac-12. And Brett Yormark smells blood in the water and is, like, going around and, and making pitches as well, it sounds like. Are there going to be even more members of the Big 12 sooner rather than later? I don't really know how much pressure is honestly on George Klyavkov because in the Pac-12 because, you know, I, I still don't know what Pac-12 presidents really value, and I, I tend to think they're not ever valuing athletics. I mean, COVID told us everything we need to know about the Pac-12, how their football product could evaporate and no one cares. Uh, it, it, they, they came back in, in the, the last-ditch effort in, in that late no, early November because it was basically like, well, everyone's doing it, so now we're going to come back. I don't know, honestly, how much pressure George Klyavkov is under because these school presidents, I don't know if they have a clear understanding of high-level college football athletics in general. Uh, you know, so because if he, if he was really under the pressure, uh, he probably should be, you know, facing scrutiny where his job's on the line uh, because to not have a media rights deal and to almost have the the – it almost seems, in retrospect, it almost seems like he thought UCLA was actually going to be prevented from going to the Big Ten and be forced to stay in the pack. And that was almost their plan to get that forty million or whatever he was expecting. And now you're you're going to the board and you're looking at ESPN, you're looking at Amazon, and you know as you know, to Brett Yormark is is making deals happen. And you know Brett Yormark getting. Texas and Oklahoma to move on and get $100 million reinvested back into the Big 12 to help the financial security, he's making moves. And he's got the media rights already signed and sealed. Uh, there, there's a brighter future ahead for the Big 12. There's no doubt about that. Anyone that can spin that 
uh, is just pulling themselves. When it comes to high-level athletics, the Big 12 is the place to be. You know, it's a it's an interesting like commentary that's going on right now. Uh, why the Pac-12 hasn't had their media rights deal yet, and why Brett Yormark is out just like shaking the bushes and being very candid about <laughs> we want to we want to expand. But as I've thought through this, the 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 thing that drives all of college football is television, and to have uh, and what does television want? They want they they need inventory. And if you as a conference can provide inventory, and I don't even think they're convinced of the quality of the inventory. It's just that you have games. It's like you as a conference can show that you have games across multiple parts in the day. That has that has a lot of value and, and probably as much value as the, the type of content that you have, whether, you know, it's high-quality games. And so I, I think – I think Brett Yormark is being savvy and kind of reading the room as to what's really what's really valuable here, and I and, and I think it's a smart move. But I guess for me, it's like I think he also wants the highest quality he can possibly get. Do you think what what are the teams that realistically you could get in the Big Twelve, uh, and is it teams from the Pac twelve? And if it is, who do you think realistically can go from the Pac-12? And if it isn't, who's out there that would make sense for uh, the Big 12 to go after? I think that for, for the Big 12, the, the team that you probably want to target would be in Arizona. I think also Arizona State. Uh, those Arizona schools seem like they'd be one that might be the, the best fit. Arizona, from a basketball perspective, makes so much sense but then you, you dig deep into it and i still think arizona and i think the rest of the pack schools want to probably stay in the pack and make it work uh, you know because arizona's university president is a stanford grad so i gotta imagine from the academic side of things they probably want to stay in the pack but uh, again I, I think that I, I think what's you noted on your mark i do think he's ahead of the curve where He's also making uh, positioning himself to get the Big 12 in a spot where they're having success beyond 2031 because, yes, there's going to be a 12-team college football playoff, but what's that next iteration of the sport going to look like when the ACC has its grant of rights in 2034, when you know the SEC is up for, for negotiating again? What does the final iteration of college football become? That's got to be the long-term thought. Pac-12 can sign a five-year media rights deal, and that's okay, and, you know, they can get some money. Maybe they can get $31.5 million. I don't know. But the thing is, is that there's not long-term stability in that league, whereas Brett Yormark is making moves to position the Big 12 where they could be that third-best league and be at the highest stages of college athletics. And that's what they want to do. And these are markets in the Big 12. They're not huge, but they're fan bases that are invested in college athletics. College Pac-12 has shown us what we already know. I mean, they didn't go through anything to get the Pac-12 network. Big 12 fans, they're paying for a premium to watch Big 12 basketball on ESPN+. Plus. They're willing to pay streaming. I mean, there, there's already data. There's already showing that. And I think that's, those are some of the underlying things that have hurt the Pac-12 over time. This goes back, Larry Scott, Tom Hansen. This has been decades, even before Utah was in the Pac-12. I mean, Pac-10 has always been a reactionary league, and it's fit themselves. They've been arrogant. They've been cocky. And now you're facing a situation where you're going to maybe go to Amazon and everyone's going to forget about it. It reminds me a lot of the Mount West Conference when they went to Comcast and they took more money from ESP instead of the ESPN opportunity because 
They wanted to go for more money. Well, you got forgotten the exposure, and then it led to realignment. And I just think that the Big 12 BYU fans should be thrilled that they're in a spot where they're in the Big 12. Great alignment in terms of the philosophical side of things, Very a little bit more conservative. And I think that they're they're making deals happen in the Big 12. This, this new iteration, this 12-team league in that conference, they're making moves happen. The Big 12 has always been a reactionary league, too, because Texas and Oklahoma were always suffocating them. Now that they're moving out, they're getting things done, and your mark's got the autonomy to make it happen. I think the Arizona schools have got to be key targets. I also think Washington State and Oregon State should be targeted because those programs are always told, well, if this thing dissolves, you're off the Mountain West. I mean, I got to think they want to secure their stability, their future, by getting something in the Big 12. I just think if you can take out a few teams, you then take the ground underneath the Pac-12 a little bit and make that happen. Because I don't think Washington and Oregon, under any circumstances, would want to go to the Big 12. I don't think Utah wants to go to the Big 12. It's got to be the Arizona schools or maybe someone else that we're not thinking of in that pack. Uh, Mitch Harper, a BYU insider for KSLSports.com, talking to us about some of the uh, – amazing seismic movement on uh, at least it, it almost feels like a weird arms race like I mean obviously that's what it's turned into with uh, with college football with uh, you know everybody in the Pac-12 people are looking at those Washington and Oregon properties and going you know uh, I, I'm sure that the other the other uh, eight schools in the Pac-12 are going please just you guys figure it out stay here uh, you know this is this is going to be a stable situation you don't want to go somewhere else let's make it all happen and you can earn the most amount of money here um, but, you know, Brett Yormark uh, reportedly going over and visiting Fresno State. I look at that and go, that's a guy who just goes, you know what, who cares? It's a, it's a school that's been thrown around as a Pac-12 possibility at one point. And Brett Yormark goes, yeah, I'll take a meeting just, just to ruffle some feathers. I, don't, yeah. I know he wants to be a Pac- well, I know he wants to be in the Pacific time zone, but is there any reality to that ever happening? They, they shouldn't go for any group of five schools. They shouldn't. Uh, I don't think the Gonzaga stuff, Fresno – UNLV, that, that shouldn't be the angle that the Big 12 takes. I think that only hurts the product. You know, the one thing about Brett Yormark, it's interesting. Uh, during the football season, Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State said he had a conversation with Yormark when he was making his uh, educational rounds, the kind of uh, learning sessions or whatever he called it. He was on the Oklahoma State campus, and Mike Gundy said, this commissioner, Brett Yormark, already knows everything inside and out about all these Pac-12 schools, and he's going to be on the attack. I just think that he is someone that's gathering as much info, and he's as detailed as he can be to make the next move. And, and you know, he's someone that wasn't a college guy, but, man, he's he is doing everything he can to learn as much as he can uh, to make the necessary moves and keep poking at these Pac schools to get one of them to blink. I just think if you can get one, then it kind of sets off a ripple effect, and you probably get others. Uh, you know, and it, maybe it takes another – four to five years, you know, because I, I don't expect that the PAC's going to sign a long-term media rights deal. I, I mean, I still think we'd probably bet that they would still get something done. But, you know, in that next round, five or six years, can they be on the attack again? Uh, you know, that's what Brett Yormark's going for, and I think that he's doing a pretty nice job. It's, it's shocking, honestly, to think of the narrative shift that has happened because when BYU joined the Big 12, I mean, the narrative was it's now Power Four. The Big 12 is an afterthought league. It's a joke. And the on-field product in football has been leveled up with some of the leftover eight stepping up. The basketball product's been really good. And I think there's also a new energy about these new four schools, what they can potentially become 
right. in the Big 12, and then you, you establish your future, your stability with your media rights deal, that only that helped the cause as well to really rewrite the narrative too for the Big 12. See, I, I, I'm, I'm going to throw something out at you about Oregon and Washington that I, I don't think they're necessarily off the table. And I think if the if the if the Pac-12 doesn't have a media rights deal that is exciting or or monetarily makes a lot of sense, if they're getting less money than the Big 12, if you're Oregon and Washington, why not go to the Big 12? Now all of a sudden you become you're going to be competitive and, and be one of the the top programs in the Big 12 right from day one. You might you might be more of the marquee programs in the conference if you went there and you know you could go somewhere and actually potentially make more money I, I could totally see if the if the pac-12 does not get a good media rights deal and and they're and it's kind of one of those you know that as you said earlier that the pac-12 doesn't really care about football and its sports and whatever i could totally see a washington and or an oregon bolting and i think everyone thought well it's going to be the big 10 why not why not be the big 12 well, well i think washington and oregon i guess my thought with them would be i i kind of assume that they're going to have more money uh, than the other PAC members. I, I almost feel like they're going to be able to really run the PAC and, and maybe have a, an uneven distribution if, if there is a media rights. Now, if the money's so low, then they might be left to, to really explore other options. But I, I think the one wrinkle, too, that makes maybe even more pause from an athletic side of things is that 12-team playoff because a 10-team league in the pack, Utah, Oregon, and Washington are going to run that thing every single year. Colorado is going to be in the mix as long as Dion's there. The way he's recruiting, he's going to—he might be playoff good in terms of talent. How how the level that Colorado is recruiting at now with Dion, but uh, those are your four teams. Uh, and I think that you know once you get to a 16, 18 team league, whatever that is, regardless of the the who's the brands are in that league. That's just a, a, a tougher road to navigate in in the twelve team playoff. Whereas knocking out you know ten teams and having a round robin schedule, you might be able to really carve out a niche and establish yourself as an annual playoff team. And then you can make up the gap in terms of ticket sales, dis, uh, donations, and that's where you can you know fill the gaps when you just have an annual winner that's competing uh, in nationally for for championships. So. But I think, too, that what's an appealing thing from the Arizona schools, going back to them, Arizona in particular, is that you know if we see an expanded NCAA basketball tournament with 96 teams, you go to the toughest basketball league in America, you have NCAA tournament units, you're going to get a lot of money distribution. That's going to help out with, with uh, the, the money shares that you get each and every year in your conference distribution. I think Arizona values it's basketball way more than even it's football. And I think their football is on the rise with Jet Fish, but uh, I, I just think there's that to me in 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 Arizona is where I look at and think that's that's the program that seems like the most sense. But I just can't imagine that they would go alone. So I, I mean, who would be paired up with them? You'd naturally think Arizona State. Would it be Colorado? Would it be Utah? I, I think there'd have to be two of them make that jump, and then you see the ripple effects and. And the, and the kinks are there. But I think Washington and Oregon, they feel like they can really run the league for the first time ever from a boardroom perspective and potentially on the field, too. Utah's going to have a lot to say about that as well. But, uh, you know, boardroom-wise, they might be able to run the league for the first time ever. I think that's an appealing aspect for them. Uh, Mitch, you can uh, hear the track strains, of course, going by in front of us in front of Vivint. And uh, 
All-Star Weekend. Oh, that's my new favorite train. They have a combo of players on each kind of train that goes by. Giannis and Jordan Clarkson. Now, Jordan Clarkson's not a, an All-Star. but I, I, uh, He's an All-Star to me. He really is. Yeah. But, uh, Mitch, you're also a massive NBA fan and, and uh, reg- regrettably an, a, an L.A. Lakers fan. So uh, give us your thoughts on the, on the All-Star Weekend here and the ones. Uh, we were talking about the possibility of LeBron maybe getting a triple-double. Is that in the cards for him this weekend? You know, it could definitely be in the cards because LeBron definitely wants to to make the sometimes the show about him, and uh, right. I could definitely see that <laughs> be in the be in the case. Uh, you know, it, it is cool to see the All Star Game back in in Salt Lake City. I mean, seeing that that hoop, uh, you know, arch at jam session that was pretty cool. I mean, it brought back nostalgia for me when I was there as a kid in 1993 at the Salt Palace. Seeing that, I remember getting an upper deck card printed out for me in a Los Angeles Lakers shooting shirt. Wow. Uh, you know, kind of, it's kind of nostalgia kind of kicking back, seeing the NBA All-Star game back. Definitely a, a different era where you're now seeing pop-up shops and pop-up liquor stores. It's a little bit <laughs> different uh, era of this All-Star game than it, than it was back in 1993. But uh, it's, it's cool to see it. I mean, you know, having, having uh, kids that care about the NBA now, and I think it's pretty cool to think that, you know, just you know, up by 15, uh, you know, the, the best basketball players in the world are going to be, you know, at the Delta Center. That's that's pretty awesome. And I think that's going to be uh, quite the stage to see that on Sunday night and, and look forward to seeing all of our, our team's coverage and your guys' insight and, and perspective on that. So um, spring football at BYU starts up pretty soon, right? I mean, it's, it's <laughs> We're right around the corner. It's the next we, thing. We, we, can't, we can't have time go by without talking about football. Uh, what is the what is the one answer that you would love to get out of spring football this year? The defense, uh, you know, kind of maybe a little bit of the the identity, the scheme. I know the coaches will say it's going to be you know very multiple, and I think Jay Hill will will definitely be that. And honestly, we probably might not, might not get the complete answers to uh, this defense in spring. It's going to be you know uh, you're going to see it in the games, but you know, you kind of look at some of the stats on Jay Hill's defenses at Weber State. Third down defenses were always among the top in the FCS football. And, and I think that is a massive thing that for BYU, because, man, every single week it felt like coming on your guys' show, can BYU's defense get a third down stop? Can they stop a team <laughs> on third and eight? I think Jay Hill's defense is, uh, even in year one with uh, BYU, I think he's going to find a way to make that happen. It's going to be tough because Big 12 offenses on average this past year were pretty much 30 points per game and up. Uh, but I, I think BYU's defense will be surprising. And I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to have to be complimentary football for BYU. It's not going to be all on the shoulders of Keaton Slovis. This defense is going to have to do its part. And I'm really curious to see who some of those, you know, personnel, you know, because I, I don't really have a sense right now who those key guys they turn to. I look at Tyler Batty. I look at Eddie Heckard at cornerback from Weber State, Max Tooley and Ben Bywater at linebacker. Then you got Micah Harper on the back end. But I mean, outside of that, who are going to be the rest of the guys? Because you got to have a, a, you know, at least 22, 30 guys that you can feel comfortable with going into the Big 12 on defense. And spring ball is going to be a great opportunity for these guys to really establish themselves in Jay Hill's new defense. Mitch Harper. BYU Insider for uh, KSLSports.com. Before we let you out here, where does the $100 million uh, from the the Oklahoma and Texas buyout, how does that, how does that get distributed? I, I, I know that uh, 
I think that that goes to the schools who are prior. You know, well, one obviously, one for you, one for me. Yeah, how much? How, how, how do they how do they deal with a hundred million bucks? Is it like does it go straight into R and D? How much do the schools get a piece? Haven't got an official word from the Big Twelve Conference on that, so I, I don't know the exact uh, the distribution. If BYU gets a gets a cut of that, um, you know, we'll have the annual you know tax return forms to kind of see the distribution from the Big Twelve, but. Uh, the expectation with it being, uh, you know, it, I would I would imagine there would be a, a higher premium to the to the eight schools that are going to be left over, if you will, right. in the Big Twelve. But um, but yeah, as of now, I don't have uh, insight as to how much, if at all, how much BYU will get from that hundred million. Mitch, we appreciate it, man. Uh, have a fun All Star weekend. I know you're going to have. Uh... Your uh, Fletch jersey on and uh, watching that thing from the comfort of your home. I wish you could come hang out with us at the – you should have had Nate get you a, a, a credential, bro. We should have had it figured out. You could come hang out with us. It would have been a good time. I mean, I, it, but I'll, I will uh, live through your guys' takes on, on social media and follow all that. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, most most of mine are going to be food takes inside the arena. So, don't. I mean – I like that. That's also just as important. So, all right, Mitch, thanks, man. We appreciate it, dude. See you guys. Take care. There you go. There's Mitch. I love Mitch. Man, this Jordan billboard that's also a TV, apparently. They got they have guys, so it go it's the entire width and height of the Radisson Hotel across the street. And there are guys on the scaffolding right now in the middle there, like touching up the Jordan logo. You couldn't pay me enough. Like, we're freezing our butts off right here. I mean I am. But those guys are up on, like, a scaffold up next to a building. They got wind whipping next to them, and they're like, hey, could you touch that up a little bit more? Man, that's a that's a TV screen. That's what they said. It's a TV screen, Scott. How would it be to be, like, you, you look at the, that icon, right? And that's Michael. That's a, a an, an image of Michael yeah. Jordan. The jump man is iconic. And how, what would that be like, to, to have an image of you <laughs> to, like, the whole world. I don't know. I just I think that would be. I'm interested. You know, quite a quite did, a fascinating. Did you see uh, world that you lived in to be Michael Jordan? Oh, for sure. Did you see? Uh, there's this Ben Affleck. Uh, <laughs> there's th- that Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. It's called Air, right? It's a movie about the whole kind of startup yeah, of, of. I I sent you a text. I go. I'm going to watch Air. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, when I saw when I saw that, I didn't, didn't know, know what, what it, I, what I didn't I know meant. what it was. And then when I saw the, the preview of the, again. Of the Super Bowl, were you not paying attention to No, it? no. I, I've i got kids running around. Oh. You're, you're able to go, oh, look at this, look at that. I'm look, like, when I text you, I expect an immediate, an immediate response. response. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, let's get out. we got more to go here on the program. Stay with us. Uh, we just have so many things to jump in and, and talk about. you got a traffic report up around the corner. I have an all-star uh, quiz for Scott. Things that were going on in 1993 that you might not necessarily remember from that year. 30 years ago uh mitch said oh i was at the uh you know at the all-star experience in 1993 i was like what at two years old at one year old 1993 was a very very good year for me oh yeah it was that was was, uh, very good i got interviewed by oj simpson oh that (laughs) (laughs) you were in close quarters with him yeah oh just you two the two of us, <laughs> just the two of us. There you go. All right, we'll come back. We got I mean, more to go. There was a cameraman and a sound guy. I know that's that's actually you actually asked them to be there specifically. That was please. Good. Uh, Don't leave me alone in the room with <laughs> we'll this guy. Come, we'll come back. More to go around the corner. Ninety-seven-five. The KSL Sports Zone. Your home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies. Y'all ready? This is unrivaled. 
with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. It's our show, all right? Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Ba, 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 basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Ba, 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 basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Ba, 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 basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because <laughs> I'm gonna dunk it. This is us, basically. Ba, 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 Getting all excited about going to the uh, All-Star Game. Welcome back. It's Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. And John Tesh and his brother Dave bringing you back with Round Ball Rock. So uh, we're, we're, uh, we're preaching the gospel of uh, Fat Boy Ice Cream Sandwiches to the Yes, we are. The people who are locals, they run up and they grab them. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is the people who act like uh, uh, I'm kind of important. I need to walk across the street. And then you go, hey, free ice cream sandwich. They go, yeah, I've had an ice cream sandwich before. And you're like, settle down, dude. Put it, Settle put down. This little, uh, put this little morsel in your mouth. You'll love it. Uh, so, yeah, we're out here handing out uh, Fat Boy ice cream sandwiches. We got some uh, – we got candy. Uh, we even have some T-shirts out here uh, that, so, that Stone was giving out earlier, some all, I all-star at- game uh, T-shirts uh, out here earlier. So come down hang out with us. What do you have? Well, I, I just – I don't know how – it was like maybe five minutes ago I looked across at uh, Vivin. Yeah. They got all of the All-Stars up, up on the – Yeah, uh, no, they, they got the murals They up put there. the full murals up. Wow. And they got it. They got it going, and it was uh, up last night officially. And it does. It looks really good. It's amazing. But you know what's great is you being able to see KD and LeBron and Luca and Lowry, Jason Tatum. I'm assuming Lowry's on the other side of the building, right? <laughs> uh-huh. But they have look, Giannis. They, here's the thing, though. They have uh, Zion Williamson up there with his all, with his Utah All Star jersey on. And guess what? He, he ain't even playing. He's probably not even here. No, if you even if you're not playing, you got to be here, right? I would think. You think yeah, he's working think, out? Look, these guys. This is where they're wheeling and dealing right now. <laughs> Jeremy goes, "Come on, he's not working out." <laughs> he asked where the fat boy ice cream sandwiches are. We did had to deliver like a dozen. Hold on, did you say something about ice cream sandwiches? I'll be right over. I'm it's rehabbing like, my knee, so I need it's to like walk a little. shark and blood in the water. <laughs> he smells he it. He could smell it. It's from in a, Salt Lake. Two he blocks smell away. It. Yeah. Well, look, it, it's a big deal. The All Star Weekend is. The thing is, we, we've talked about for years, since it was revealed that it was coming here for the last four years, oh, yeah, we, this thing's coming to Salt Lake. But now that it's here, you go, oh, yeah, this is a massive freaking deal. This is a yeah. huge deal for us. So if you're going to enjoy the weekend here, Salt Lake City and the state of Utah has done an amazing job of, of setting this thing up. And uh, we're, not, we're even – this is way, way early. And the Rising Stars game is going to be uh, tonight. And we're going to walk over there and take that thing after the show. So you know what else they have on, the on? You know what else they have on tracks? What live music? Oh yeah, they do live entertainment. Yeah, man, yeah. free live entertainment gets you all around. You can get to all the events and uh, yeah. But you know what? Be entertained in the process. You kind of get the live music as it is most weekends too. Some what guy, on? Just oh, a guy yeah. on there with a guitar. A guy. <laughs> Some guy with a guitar. Yeah, I got a harmonica. I'm well, that's where they got tracks. their talent. Like, I know they're all. I like your style. I love what you do, bro. Can you play for us on All-Star Weekend on the tracks line? And then you tell people, I was asked to perform at All-Star Weekend. Oh, really? Where? On the blue line train. On the blue line train. Uh, I've, got a, I've got an All-Star quiz here for you, Scott. All right, let's bring it on. Uh, so it's not really it, – it, oh, yeah, here we go. Get the Tijuana brass in here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hide my computer, too, because you're kind of a cheater. <laughs> I have my sunglasses on, too. You can't see where I'm looking. Uh, <laughs> 
if they're polarized, you might not be able to see my uh, screen anyway. But So this is stuff that was going on in 1993. The things that were happening 30 years ago that you may or may not have uh, for- remembered okay. or forgotten about. Uh, Scott, what was the number one movie of 1993? 1993? Yes. Uh, shoot. The big year for you. Big I know. Year, big year for uh, for this franchise that got started this year. I'll give you a hint. It's based off of a book. Oh, it's uh, it's got to be uh, uh, John Grisham. Uh, John Grisham. <laughs> Time to kill. Uh, no, 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 no. Like a like the, the, the firm. The firm. Uh, no. Oh, it was uh, the Hobbit. Is Michael Lord Crichton the, the guy who wrote these? The, the uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, really? Thirty yeah. years ago. Are you serious? Wow. Thirty freaking years ago. And you remember the. Uh, the Ford Explorers that were on that that were on that uh, movie. Yes. That everybody's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I got to get." I had one a Ford Explorer. Uh, Scott, Bill Clinton was sworn into office. Yes, he was thirty years ago last month. Nelson Mandela won the Nobel Peace Prize that year. Wow! And they had a massive blizzard that hit the East Coast that uh, crippled travel for about two weeks. Okay. Uh, the number one song of nineteen ninety three was. Wow. It's not, I'll give you a hint. It's not uh, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass playing this song. <laughs> That's a good hint. <laughs> I'm going to say something. Uh, uh, something Dave Matthews. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad. I like where your head's at. Dave Matthews, I don't think was ever really mainstream he enough wasn't to be number thing. one, but he's definitely there. Uh, really Whitney good. Houston, um, you freaking nailed it! <laughs> Whitney Houston, uh, the bodyguard, and yes, I, yes, I, time of uh, we'll no, always love, love you. you. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, it's a good day when I get to sing that song. Scott, Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson, Megan Trainer, Neil Horan, uh, Miranda Cosgrove, Morgan Whalen, Chance the Rapper, and Jordan Spieth. All born in 1993. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that makes you feel. Jordan, Jor- Spieth. Jordan Spieth was born in 1993. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, my yes, yes. goodness. Scott, Michael Jordan walked away from basketball he in did. 1993 yes. after his uh, third title and after yeah. uh, being three pursued. Peat. What was it? Being pursued by. He uh, did a three-peat twice. He did. But the fir- this was the first half of it. Yeah. And he walked away. How much was Michael Jordan making in 1993 as his salary of the uh, Chicago Bulls when he walked away from the game? Uh, I'm going to say in 1993 he was making $3.2 million a year. Dude, you had a good beat on the market because you knew how much guys were probably getting back then. Because you're like, how much? You call my agent. How much does Michael Jordan make? Take that, back it off a little bit. That's what my salary should be. He was making $4 million a year. Uh, well. You know, it's funny. I was going to say four million. You know what that is? With. You know what that is in inflation, though. To now, seventeen million. Could you imagine wow. paying Michael Jordan seventeen million dollars to play basketball right now? That would be a steal. <laughs> now, teams a are steal. Uh, the, the teams are like tripping over themselves. Yeah, like, but I guess we have to pay him thirty million a year to but, this guy. But I'll tell you what was happening is a thing called the Air Jordan, and and that's probably just his basketball salary. Oh yeah. No, they they said in in. That, his basketball salary is $4 million, yes. Yeah. No, he was probably still making $50 million a year after everything. And I'll bet uh, they were freaking out having to pay him so $4 million a year The at that number time. one toy of 1993 was? Uh, something Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. Oh, my gosh. I'll give you a hint, Scott. Okay. Squealer the Pig was one of the items of Squealer this uh, toy Squealer the Pig? Line. Squealer the Pig oh. was one of these items in this toy line. I'm going to say uh, Toy Story. The Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies. The Beanie Babies, yeah. the number one uh, 
<laughs> toy of 1993. Barney the dinosaur. Barney, I don't know. Barney uh, was, was Barney was a big deal then. back then. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I'm just thinking of my kids at that time. And Scott, uh, how how much was a gallon of gas back in uh, 19? Dollar fifty two. One sixteen was the average price. Oh, well, uh, of a gallon average. of gas. Yeah, a new house in 1993 was one hundred sixteen thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, the average income per household was about thirty thousand dollars. Uh, <laughs> eggs cost ninety-one cents a dozen back then. Boy, those were the days, weren't they? <laughs> I saw that pack at Costco. Bread is seventy-five cents a loaf back then. So there you go. Those are your nineteen ninety. That's how far we have uh, we've come. We've digressed. Uh, yes. So there you go. The number. The yeah, number, I miss those beanie babies. The number babies. one names of nineteen ninety-three for babies: uh, Jessica and Michael. There you go. There you go. All right, there's your 1993 All-Star quiz. Think about how far we've come since the All-Star game was here 30 years ago in Salt Lake City. Uh, There you go. We'll take a break here. When we come back, uh, man, we've got tons going on here. We're just going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, about some of the All-Star game intricacies that are going to be kind of keep you a little bit more excited about the game this year, including the, uh, you know, right around the corner, the uh, draft right before the game. And uh, how they're going to do the ending again as well. See if that's working out. Anytime we talk about the All Star break or the All Star game, Aquaterra Steak and Sushi here in downtown. Curated dining experiences for those who are visiting here. And uh, it's a new restaurant. Check it out Aquaterra Steak and Sushi uh, at City Creek. You can check it out yourself. All right, more to go around the corner. 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Curie. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Welcome back. It is. Well, of course, it is basketball. It's the All Star. It's the All Star game this weekend. We are longing for the day when. Dude, did you see that NBC Sports is trying to get back? Uh, they're reportedly looking to get back into the NBA game. Oh, oh. This is, of course, from NBC's basketball. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, here's the real one. Yes, this is uh, John Tesh's Ramble Rock. But yeah, NBC's in discussions right now to try to figure it out how to get back on the uh, on the NBA train here. Speaking of the NBA train, the trains that have been going by with all the uh, All Star branding, awesome. The downtown feel right now. So many people going to get into the and look at these folks just standing outside the gates here, trying to they want to be part of the uh, of the festivities, the concerts, all the stuff going on. And uh, you can come be a part of it, too. So come down there. We just watched uh, Holly Rowe walk by, and uh, she big-time Scott Mitchell. That was, a, that was quite a purple suit she was wearing. Yeah, she I don't have the. I don't have the, uh, you know, I just don't have the, I don't have the self-esteem to wear a, a purple velvet suit, man. I mean, that is, uh, you know, it's just as cool to watch the jerseys going by, but it's also the amount of cool shoes that people are wearing. Right? Those are some dope Jordans. These, those are the Jordan 5s. See, the stuff when you're a kid and you watch people, I, the amount of people watching that goes on here. Look, the NBA, or I mean the, the NFL, you're talking about how big the Super Bowl coverage gets. You know, for, uh, I mean, it's, a, it's an insane circus, right? 
Yeah. This is a smaller version of that, obviously. But I would say that there are more shoe hounds and, uh, you know, the folks who are interested in, in having themselves being seen with their uh, the pair of shoes that they have walking around than any other event across the country. So you can uh, participate. We have ice cream sandwiches, too. I know it's cold. Don't act like you're too good for it. It's Joe. not Come that on. cold. Don't act eat like it, too good Eat for it out where the sun is shining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you stand in the sun and eat the ice cream sandwich, it actually... Yeah, it, you know it gets hot in the sun right there. Eat it where the sun is shining. <laughs> don't put it where the sun ain't. No, the sun ain't come shining, on. Okay, no. This yeah. is a this is a family situation. Hey, it's just educational. Yeah. I'm just like giving directions here. It's so, okay. uh, what were we just talking about? I got sidetracked. Uh, where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was talking about people. I've I've seen a Sean Kemp jersey. Uh, I've seen uh, in terms of ones that really speak to me. I've seen a lot of. A lot of folks repping the the Phoenix Suns jerseys right now because they're all we have an all star. I right? think okay. Going, look, got I think the thing, thing that's been uh, if we're people watching, I think it's been the people wearing shorts. No, that's I, the I thing to questions. me that's like, oh wow. Yeah, I have questions when they go oh. by with the uh, when they go by with hey ice cream sandwiches. When we go by when they go by with the shorts on, I go. What I get we, cold. What are we doing? What's going on yeah, here? I get really cold. How come we're doing this? Uh, so. Yeah, the shorts are, are a little bit different. Scott, the uh, All-Star Game, of course, one of the uh, wrinkles that, that, of course, they're doing this year is they are doing the draft of the players about 30 minutes before the game actually goes on. Yes. Somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. <laughs> That's going to be more fun to watch the draft of the All-Star Game than the actual All-Star Game. Okay, There's going to be more drama, more excitement in that yeah. than in any part of the actual game itself. Jeremy, uh, maybe you know the answer to this. Even though they're starters – do they get drafted and then they have to start on that team? Because I don't know how this works. Like, if you're called a starter, is it just by name only? Could we legitimately see Lowry Marketing getting picked last in the picking, even though he's a starter? How does it work? Now, right here, it's first they select from the eight all-star starters, so Giannis okay. and LeBron. Eight? Okay. Well, Gian- yeah. Okay, so you have those two. The captains plus, plus eight. That's oh, ten. Okay. So five that's five. equals ten. Okay. T- so he could be the last starter taken. Right. He could be ten. That's what I was saying earlier on the show. He can't be worse than 10. Yeah, yeah, He's not going to be the last guy picked. I we just don't want to have our all-star be the okay. last guy picked. Who's the last one that gets picked? Ooh, You see that list. Oh, who's the up, last one? Yeah, yeah. Because if you're smart, you pick Ooh. you pick KD last. If you're if you're te- you get together, you get together with uh, Team LeBron, and you get together with uh, LeBron and Giannis get together, and they go, hey, can we just do something real quick? See, if it's a guy like KD, then you you're okay with it because then you know it's just like it's just personal. It's not like them saying, okay, based on basketball ability right. and skill, you know, we think this guy is the worst right. one out it hit, here. It hit close to home with Rudy in the years past because right. like they really <laughs> yeah. don't they don't need the, the shot blocker this game. Right. I hate to break it to you, <laughs> He's, he, KD's a starter no matter what. Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't, I forgot. Dang it, John Morant. I don't know. Wait, wait. Uh, Kyrie's a starter. No, Kevin yeah, Durant. but KD is too. KD is too. They yeah. both are. Uh, let are me we, see. Were we talking about Kyrie or KD? I, I wish that I'm both confused. could get picked. How about they're like La- the last two players and, and last? Yeah, yeah they're yeah. not going to be, but it's going to be yeah. somebody like uh, you know De'Aaron Fox or yeah. Jared Jackson Jr. Maybe that might be the one. That might be that might be one who we get, ends up getting. picked Whoever's last. picked last is going to end up being the uh, MVP. Yeah, they'll try hard, big yeah. time. No, 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 for sure. So the Elam ending that they're going to do, they're going to go another year with doing the. Uh, and they have to – I think that they basically get down to – they're not going to do the quarter scoring like they did in years past, which is really dumb. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they got rid of that. But I think that they end – it's basically 
they get down to the end, and then they'll have the next. It's basically with a certain amount of time left, they'll have a score that they're going to aim for, and it'll be 24 points away from where that the leading team is. Right. And that 24 points, of course, to honor uh, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. the late, yeah. great Kobe Bryant. So that's your Elam ending. But regardless, there is a game-winning shot that happens. And I think that's the fun part of it. We were talking about it before the show. I was like, that's actually one thing that does make me like the game a little bit more. I do like that that uh, that Elam ending. And I know it doesn't really feel like the traditional basketball. This is not traditional basketball. It's a way that makes the game feel like it's a little bit more uh, competitive because you can try to tell these guys that it's not that big of a deal. And then what ends up happening is is when you tell them that the next shot wins, like the, the, the competitor inside of them has to wake up, has to get going on that thing. So, all right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, um, boy, our TV colleagues have just done a fantastic job across the street. And uh, you saw Sam Farnsworth and their producer, Who, running around with the uh, – with the, with the camera, and they've just been doing an awesome job. And uh, Jeremiah Jensen from KSL 5 Television is going to join us as well uh, and kind of break down what the weekend's looking like and uh, some of the intricacies of how big of a deal this is for Salt Lake City and uh, what he's going to be watching this weekend and some of the guys who are going to be uh, maybe some to watch in the game as well and the dunk contest and the three-point contest. All right, we'll come back. More to go around the corner. We are on the corner of the uh, of Third West and South Temple, right between the tracks line and Vivint Arena, where the All-Star game is, of course, happening this weekend. We're going to take that break. Come back. More to go around the corner. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is, this is DJ. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Ooh. We're being asked for a garbage can. I don't Scott, know where the garbage uh, can Scott, is. Scott, get a garbage can out. Would you get off the air get a garbage can going? All I know is you put the fat boy in your mouth after that, you're on your Oh, own. yeah, there's one over there. She's, yeah, he's, yeah, there you go. Just just wad up the I wrapper, love how, put it, it in your pocket. What happens when you're out here on the corner is people go, uh, do you guys work for the information desk? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, no, we're, we're trying to do a radio show here. Welcome go, back. So where's the arena? There uh, it's right I'm here. I'm trying to find the arena. Where is it? Uh, we are live, 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone, right across the street from Vivint Arena. Get yourselves uh, toasty. This... Uh, I want to make this guy get on the headset here uh, before we get Jeremiah on. Yeah, come on. Get the headset on. Let's get you on here. This gentleman may have bought – he said he, he said he doesn't. he's not going to be able to get himself into the All-Star game, but I've never seen so much gear bought by somebody right now for a weekend. Uh, first of all, what's your name? And uh, what's the uh, – yeah, tell me your name. Where are you from? Uh, my name is Blake Hadley. I'm from uh, Plain City, Utah, there, just a little bit north of Ogden. Yeah, oh, yeah. Don't, don't you – hey, you came down from Plain City, and you have the full jazz – like retro warm up, jazz shirt. You've got a chain that says the 801 on it. You've got a chain that has the jazz note on it. You've mm-hmm. got a jazz baseball jersey on. You've got jazz pants on, and you've probably bought, uh, I don't know, a kajillion dollars worth of uh, vintage gear. That's kind of how you do it, then, right? Yeah, You're gonna it do was, it right on All Star Weekend here. Yeah, I probably spent mm, right now a little over thirteen hundred dollars. Okay, is you could have gone to the All Star Game. Is it safe to assume that you're a Utah Jazz fan? That's, yeah. is it, are, are we, this is we're okay weekend. with that? This is your weekend. $1,300 on gear. I'd say, yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, How have you felt about this season? 
Honestly, for like the Jazz, yeah, overall, oh, yeah, oh, like, yeah. I, I was happy. Like, I honestly, I was a little disappointed at the very beginning. I was just like, oh, we're probably gonna tank no matter what. But I'm like, I'm not mad about it now. I mean, they exceeded it. They definitely exceeded my expectations. I'm happy what we're at, where we're at, and like Larry Markkinen being a starter now, I think that's super cool. And then like them going into the rising all stars, uh, things like that, like Walker Kessler. Sure, that's so awesome proud, so yeah. proud of him. Yeah. Well, nice. uh, congratulations on all the gear. And yeah. uh, number one jazz fan we've seen today. Definitely. Oh, thank you. And yeah. certainly in terms of buying oh, excuse me, in terms of buying gear, that's uh, that's the winner right there. So yeah. congrats. You look Great dialed winner, up. chicken dinner right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Do we have something for our I don't, look, all I can offer him, after you buy $1,300 we can uh, worth of gear, we can give you a Fat Boy ice cream sandwich. So that'll be, that'll be as good as, uh, as we can do. All right. Uh, joining us on the program right now to kick off the show or this hour is uh, Jeremiah Jensen from KSL 5 Television. Let's kick off the cut right here. The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. All right, the cut and our program provided by the folks at G2G Bar. G2GBar.com, Costco, Holiday Oil Maverick in the refrigerated section, and also at Associated Foods. So uh, try the G2G Bar if you've never done it. Uh, And also Trajan Wealth, local trusted financial fiduciaries. Uh, TrajanWealth.com is our website. Joining us on the program for All-Star Weekend, Jeremiah Jensen from KSL 5 TV. JJ, uh, it's going to be a long weekend for you, but one of those fun ones, right? Come on. No, I'm going to have a blast because I just didn't blow all my rent money on jazz gear. Oh, my gosh. Could you believe that guy? <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I, had to wait. I had to wait for him to get out of earshot. But he goes, yeah, I could never be able to get to the All-Star game. And then he goes, but I just spent $1,300 on gear. I, the amount of bags that he had in his hand, too. I mean, insane. Oh my but gosh. I will say, he looked ah, good. good. for him. He looked good. Yeah. Um, good <laughs> all the way down from Plain City. To buy himself. I hope uh, he's not married. Cause can you imagine going home and having to explain that one? <laughs> his friends were all looking at him like, dude. Like most people are like, dude, look how cool this is. His friends were looking at him like, oh my gosh. See, when you get married wow. and you buy things like that, you just have to get rid of like the bags, yeah, or, or the boxes. Absolutely. Like, it, just get rid of that <laughs> stuff, and it's like, evidence. yeah, because <laughs> Scott's done this before. Oh yeah, he's done this. When before. I bought fly rods, <laughs> it was like, just get rid of, of the cases. <laughs> of course, all the fishing uh, gear you bought, you had to hide, right? Yeah. Just, just get rid of the, the the fishing the cases for the fishing rods. If you don't have any, you don't have anything new. Uh, we were, uh, you know, we've made it here, JJ downtown. When well, first it's bustling here on the corner. It's starting to hop right now. Uh, oh, some uh, interesting smells yeah. going on uh, oh, here locally as well. I thought I smelled that. It smells like L.A. right now. It smells yes. like Vegas right now. Uh, no, but we were. Uh, <laughs> I got so happy here take right a, now. Take a wild guess of what's going on. But you know, we've made it too when the uh, when the plane is flying by with the ads dragging behind yeah. it as well. Not quite the blimp, uh, but, but in, you know, in terms close. of in terms of uh, bigness, JJ, like. Of all the things that we have hosted here, the '93 All Star Game, maybe the final, the uh, NCAA, uh, you know, Final Four in '79, the Olympics, of course, this is right up there in terms of big deals that we've hosted here in the city. No question about it. I mean, you have to put it right in there in that category of the Olympics. Uh, it's that big of a deal. It's that big of an event. I'm trying to think of something I've covered here in town that's even close, and I can't come up with it. Uh, it's, it's a pretty big deal. It's it's interesting because it's. It's an exhibition. <laughs> it's not oh, yeah. it's like a game that matters or counts, but it's just everything that goes into it and the theater of it and the celebrities that come into town for it. 
the cultural phenomenon that is the NBA. All those things come together. It's not just the game. It's not just the actual basketball event. It's everything surrounding it that makes it such a big deal. And it's only something that's going to happen once every generation. We had to wait 30 years to get this game back in town. And a lot of things had to happen in, in, in order to make it happen. And congratulations to everybody that did. And now is the time this weekend for everybody to enjoy all of that and to for Utah and for Salt Lake City to enjoy the spotlight. This is a great moment and a great opportunity for, for our community uh, to be spotlighted and to shine. And it's going to be fun. You know, one of the things we haven't really talked much about uh, with this All-Star game coming to Utah is the return of Donovan Mitchell as a starter uh, in the All-Star game for another team. So what, what do you think that kind of impact's going to be? Is it going to be a story? Is, is there going to be a great reception for Donovan? Do, do people care? Where, where, do, where And what, what do you think Donovan feels about coming back here for, for the All-Star game? I think it's great that he already came back and we, we did all of that. And that was, for me, in my view, that was closure for the fans. That was closure for the Jazz. And that was closure for Donovan Mitchell. And now it's just Donovan's another player in the NBA who's here to play basketball. I don't think that there's going to be any kind of emotional reaction, whatever. I think that he's here to play basketball. He's one of the all-stars in this game. He's a great player. And I think that fans are going to enjoy especially if he's on the same team as Lowry. I think people are going to cheer for him. So, um, I think that because of all that stuff has already been done, imagine, imagine him coming here if it hadn't been, if there wasn't closure. Then it would be a little bit of a different story. But because it has, he's just another all-star here to play. And I think fans will enjoy watching him just like the other players. How much do you think, like, there's actual a local presence here watching the all-star game? Is this Are, are a lot of people from Utah you think are, are, are that want to go to this attended, or is it – or is it more of a corporate, you know, kind of uh, event and a lot of people from out of town? Let's be honest. We all know that the tickets are insane. Like, this is a big event, and it's an expensive event. It's kind of a high-roller VIP type event. And so uh, is, is a family of six from Lehigh going to go to the All-Star game and to the dunk contest and all that stuff? Probably not. Um, I went to the game. I covered the game in 2020, the All-Star game in Chicago in 2020. And you're just walking down to the portal, and it's just a who's who in entertainment. Um, There's a lot of people here that want to be close to this, want to be a part of it, that are involved in the entertainment industry, that are involved in those type of things. Those are the people that come here, and those people have a lot of money. And these are the type of events they want to attend. So they'll come from wherever to be a part of it they'll pay premium money to be a part of it that's why it's so expensive is because it's such an in-demand i mean the market dictates that right so yeah unfortunately you know a family from of six from american fork isn't going to be part of the festivities it's just that's how it is but uh it's because it's such a massive event and the people that come here are those people that can't afford it that want to be seen that want to be a part of it so that's how big this event is and that's why it's such a big event uh, Governor Spencer Cox was on our show yesterday, and we asked him about, you know, getting stuff like this here. And he was on the committee uh, six, seven years ago that, that put the pitch together 
or that started putting the pitch together. It was announced four years ago that it was going to come here. Uh, when you talk about kind of being compared to the Olympics, like you have to put together a legit bid yeah. on how to be, you know, and, and, and you know, the $100 million plus that they put into the arena was a big part of that as well. The NBA said, hey, we, you know, uh, we're looking at Salt Lake because they are investing in their team and their arena and all that and the experience for their for their fans. And, um, you know, the Miller family said, let's roll the dice. And they got a committee together. And the governor talked about that. And he also talked about how much they are trying to, as a state uh, and as a, as a kind of a, this more metropolitan area that it's becoming now, putting together pitches for more teams to come here. He even talked about the possibility of not just an NHL team but an, a Major League Baseball team both being here at some point in the future. Uh, you know, we always talk about that and we sort of talk about it in terms of like, a, yeah, yeah, we'll see because we're cynical sports people. But this is the type of event that actually helps those types of bids too. If you're in Utah and Salt Lake City, the whole entire area, like we need to stop feeling like we don't deserve it. We need to stop feeling like we're inferior to other metropolitan cities. Utah is a top 30 market as far as TV goes. So, and it's growing. It's it's moving up the ladder, not down. And when you take into consideration how big of a tech center this has become, the market size is even more valuable on that end of things. So it's not just about TV market. It's about those kind of things as well that you have to factor into it. Brian Smith has talked about this. When you factor into those things, this is a top 10 market. It is a growth market. And the leagues are going to be looking for growth markets. There's plenty of markets that have teams that are not growing, that are not going to be able to support a team moving forward. There's going to be teams looking for a new venue. There's going to be leagues that want to expand. And where are they going to expand? They're going to expand where there's growth. This is a perfect candidate for that. And as, as we continue to host events like this and we continue to show the world what can happen here, what's possible here, there's going to be these major pro sports franchises that want to be a part of this growing future here. There's just so much opportunity here, and that's what's going to be attractive about this place. So I do agree with it. It's a matter of time before those teams come here. Unfortunately, that probably means that somewhat some other place is going to lose their team, but that's how markets work. And so the mar- the, the teams are going to go where the money and the people are. And gr- this area is growing dynamically. So it's just a matter of time. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be in five years. I don't think anybody that's more well-connected on that end of things has any idea either. But there's confidence, growing confidence, that it's going to happen. And it's going to happen probably sooner than many of us think. So you have several jazz players that are participating in, in various aspects of the, the All-Star Weekend. Uh, Laurie Markin, and of course, probably the most uh, recognizable in three-point contest and, and playing in the actual game. Is it is it just good enough that these players are here and they're recognized? Or is there is there some value about them performing well? And does that translate moving forward either in perception or the reality of, of who they are as players? I think the representation in this weekend is great. I mean, Scott, you go back six months ago when they traded Donovan Mitchell. I think we were all, we probably discussed this on Unrivaled at, at some point. It was like, wow, they traded all these guys. What are they going to do All Star Weekend? There's not going to be anybody to represent the Jazz in All Star Weekend, and boy, were we wrong. I mean, they're in every event, and it's a it's a tribute to the guys that are involved for Lowry Marketing to not only become an All Star, but now to earn a chance to be an All Star starter, first Jazz player to do that. 
since 1998. I talked to him last week. He, he and He's only been here a short time, but he recognizes the importance of representing the Jazz, representing Utah, representing Salt Lake City in this game and how important that is to people. You look at Walker Kessler um, coming out of basically no. It feels like nowhere, but not much was expected of a guy picked in the 20s in the draft. Just a throw-in in the Rudy Gobert trade, and look at him. He's, 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 he's in the top three in rookies, and he's got a chance. He's a starter now, and he's got a chance to be a really good player in this league. And you look at the other guys. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, I, I know he's honored to be a part of this to represent the Jazz. Colin Sexton's excited about this. So all these guys, it means a lot to them to represent our community because we've embraced them and, and gotten behind the team. The team that you know Lowry called it is, is like a bunch of guys that nobody wanted that came together here. And they appreciate that uh, people here are supporting them and the crowd and everything. So they want to give back and represent the Jazz in a way that makes everybody proud. Jeremiah Jensen from KSL 5 Television joining us here on Unrivaled as we, uh, as we watch about mm, every five minutes or so, a giant murdered out black SUV will go by with as much limo <laughs> tint as you can uh, muster. And you go, man, I don't know who's in that thing, but they look important. But that is the – it is. You've seen a lot of folks walk by. What's cool is I know that Darren Williams was uh, across the street making himself available to a bunch of fans, and he took time and, and signed a bunch of stuff. So did Larry Markinen, actually, uh, at an event just behind us here at the uh, at the Gateway. Like, they just go, hey, look, let's just all – let's make – let's have this thing be – this is our community. These are guys that have been uh, – you know, you have a former All-Star in Darren Williams and a guy who still, like, uh, loves coming back to – to be here for a good chunks of time and during the year, and then Lowry, the newest addition to that all-star alumni group for Jazzmen. We were watching this. We were looking at this thing and going, okay, on regular weekends, J.J., if it's an all-star game, we kind of go, eh, whatever, might dip in. But uh, this is just such a huge event, and to see it happening downtown across the street from us has just been amazing. Yeah, it's awesome, and I hope people have been able to get out and experience some of the, the smaller events that don't cost a lot of money. Opportunities you just talked about, those are unforgettable moments for people that are fans of these guys, fans of the game, to be able to have those moments. I, it's pretty cool, right, that Darren Williams is so involved in this, and it, it's great to see uh, somebody who was an all-star in a jazz uniform is back 15 years later and uh, wants to be part of this. I know Darren still has a home here uh, in, in Utah, so it's good to see him be so involved in this. Uh, and, and the Jazz have done a really good job of making sure that happened, and the NBA as well. So uh, some really cool things that way. Um, it's not just about the game. It's not just about the dunk contest or whatever. There's there's a whole atmosphere and there's a whole thing about this that uh, it's good to see that there are still some things that the fans and players can still connect with. Because we, as you mentioned earlier, the game's pretty exclusive unless you unless you unless you're willing to spend that much money. Even even tonight or Saturday night stuff is pretty exclusive unless you can come yes. up with the cash to pay yep. for it. So to have some of those things and some of those connections is awesome. And to see Darren Williams especially. I'm doing that with fans and to see how far he's come uh, both as a person and as, as a former player to be here and still connected is awesome. If, I mean, so somebody who covered him, uh, that's pretty cool to see. What are you, what are you looking for uh, JJ uh, most this weekend? What do you want to, what do you want to see the most? Uh, I want to see an, a, an unforgettable experience. I want people 20 years from now to be talking about, remember at all-star weekend, 2023 when so-and-so did this. Um, I hope that tomorrow night somebody shocks us in the dunk contest. 
I think maybe Max McClung can do that. Um, maybe one of our one of the Jazz players does a you know wins a maybe Lowry wins a three point shooting contest. Or those guys win the skills challenge. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like LeBron does something crazy in the All Star game, like score forty points or something. You know what I mean? There's there's so many opportunities because you have the greatest athletes in the world here to compete and to be a part of this. And while it's an exhibition, it's not a game that wins championships or whatever, there's an opportunity to be remembered and to go down in history. And I think that these guys are competitors. They're in that position for a reason. And they want to go out and put on a show. And somebody's going to do something that we're always going to remember. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. That's what's got me excited as a basketball fan. What are we going to remember 20 years from now about All-Star 2023? That's what has me excited. Yeah, uh, it's that it's that image of Carl and John, right, from '93, holding up that yeah. uh, that trophy together. That's one that we always talk about. It's one we always, uh, you know, kind of will will we'll reflect back on. And uh, you know, it's interesting too because the game itself is actually going to be. I mean, it was exactly this time of year, 30 years ago, that you had this uh, that you had this All Star. You know, not just an all-star weekend, but really kind of a, a spot for Utah to go, hey, you guys, like, you can be bigger here than you think. And I think yeah. that uh, this weekend's also propping that up for us to go, you know what, own this. This is what uh, Salt Lake and Utah have earned in terms of being able to be in the spotlight because it's a franchise that matters and it's a city that's gotten bigger and it's it's gotten even cooler. So, uh, JJ, thanks for hanging out, man. We'll uh, catch you at these events. We're going to go to as many of these things as possible. So we'll look for you uh, looking pretty on TV. You got it, guys. I hope everyone enjoys All-Star Weekend, and uh, we've got it all covered on uh, KSL 5 all throughout the weekend. All weekend long. We just saw uh, Sam Farnsworth running across. He's got, he and uh, he and who have just been hustling, and JJ's, uh, of course, all part of that. They're going to have so much coverage. KSL 5 television all weekend long. Catch he and the rest of the guys uh, from KSL Sports Live as we bring you more of the coverage here from the KSL Sports Zone. Let's take a quick break here. The Utah Highway Patrolman, we just gave him a fat boy. Yeah, the, both of those. Hey, I drive a, a the USB white guys Ford F one fifty. You see me driving down the freeway. Look, go easy on me, get, will you, Scott? Listen, <laughs> listen. You can't buy a guy off with an ice cream sandwich. Yes, you can. Maybe two. Maybe two. But you know. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the UHP guys. I'm like, hey man, just please enjoy it. Please just take the ice cream sandwich, have fun with it, and uh, and please, yeah. please, white F one fifty. Enjoy responsibly. Go easy on me. Listen, the amount of cops that have been out here trying to regulate stuff. I mean, we are sitting in front of... I don't know if you've noticed, but there are cops in a lot of strategic locations. Yes, and if you also notice, too... Popping up on buildings. (laughs) But you notice, too, Scott, there's also this interesting thing going on where... Like every time a train comes through, because more and more people are rolling up here as, uh, as it gets a little bit later. Those, they have to honk at every intersection. every, Every... Yes. Every person walking across the street, please freaking be careful. My yes. heavens. Uh, we do not want a, a disaster to happen. All right. We'll take the break here. We will come back. We've got more to go around the corner. Uh, a couple more things. We've uh, got our signature, of course, uh, NFL Roundup coming up in just a little bit. And uh, we'll talk more All-Star Weekend, and we'll keep you up to date on all that. It's been uh, a fun afternoon so far, and we're just uh, we're not just getting started. The weekend is just getting started, though. Uh, I remind you, though, tomorrow Scott and I are going to be down here. Uh, Hans is going to be down here as well, starting at uh, about 10 o'clock. So the Saturday show, tomorrow we're going to be featuring right here from the corner as well. Uh, so there you go. Man, Remedical, Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments that are discreet, non-invasive, and customized for your needs. Renew, restore, reclaim. It's remedical.com. We will come back. More to go around the corner, 97.5 V KSL Sports Zone. 
Here we go. Go get it. Let's go. That's it. It's time for the unrivaled NFL Roundup. Premium grade A NFL news from a former NFL quarterback. And uh, the other guy. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. It's Unrivaled 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell. Uh, so I've, I've learned some science today. What did you learn? Well, even though the sun is shining, when it gets lower in the no, sky, no. Yeah. Uh, it's not as warm. No, no. It's traveling through some atmosphere yeah. at that point. And I've, I've really felt a lot the, of atmosphere. the temperature drop significantly yeah. as the sun, even though it's shining. No, no. And you've got the sun is, right on you. Is at an angle. Well, not. It's on this leg right here. <laughs> that's a, that's warm. The, half, that leg's my, warm. half my leg is not frozen. I, uh, I'm cold out here, but you know what? Small price to pay. We're going to go to the Rising Stars yeah. game uh, tonight right after the show and uh, take that thing in. It's All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend, of course, uh, brought to you by the folks at Aquaterra Steak and Sushi, curating a beautiful dining experience for you here in downtown Salt Lake City at City Creek. Uh, Aquaterra Steak and Sushi. Sushi. That's when your mouth is cold, Scott. You go, shake and sushi. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to say it all together when your Shaking mouth gets sushi. Shaking sushi. Um, you know what? Should we go over to Aqua? Should we go to Aquaterra? You and me right now? No, we got to go inside and get the get the. Is a J Dog like? Do they sell J Dogs on All Star Weekend? I have no idea because I don't know if the NBA goes. Yeah, brings, brings in their own. Like, or if they they start concessions. Br- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is there going to be a Sparrow in there instead of uh, Maxwell's? You know. Do they roll up and, and rebrand everything? I don't know. We'll find out when we go in in just a few minutes here. Hey. What? Our man here, he's like slimmed down. Oh, took yeah. All, took all his stuff to the car. And he's wearing shorts. shorts. Get out of here. We, we told you, the people that I'm the most concerned about, the ones yeah. that I'm watching with uh, both eyes firmly on them when they walk by, are the people with shorts on. Because I'm assuming that they're going to turn on you and maybe attack you if they're crazy enough to wear shorts. So uh, that's what we've seen this that's what we've seen this weekend. Lots of uh, lots of folks wearing shorts, and you don't know why, and they don't have an answer for you either. So, man, there's like a million almost accidents here. Yeah, I the just, trains I, are scary. The locals are, they know what to do. Then there are the other folks who are like not familiar with this, and because the road is shut down here, they assume they can just walk across everything. Yeah. There are trains, brother. Take your uh, and that train coming. Uh, take your AirPods out. West on South Temple no, is flying. They cook. They will not. They will. Hey. Just a little public safety announcement. Take the AirPods out while you're going across the old street here, okay? Haven't seen Jazzberry yet. Still waiting for Jazzberry to roll up here. Uh, all right, so to break away a little bit, get you, give you some uh, NFL roundup news here, as we uh, tend to do this time of day. Uh, Derek Carr walking around, talking to teams. The most recent team that he's talked to, Scott, are the, uh, the New York Jets. The Jets talking to Derek Carr seems about right. The Jets signing Derek Carr would be exactly what I would expect them to do. Something like that where you go, it's a move, I guess. It would be a move if they got Derek Carr to come to New York. The, the sad thing is that everybody feels like Derek Carr would be a massive improvement from where the Jets are right now, and that, 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 that's unfortunate. But here's, here's the reality of the situation is it can change in a minute, and, and it's really up to Zach Wilson to – um, just own own of what the perception is of him right now, and 
And right now, it's a lot of people feel that he's a bust after a couple of years. And so, you got to whatever you got to do, buddy. You got to figure it out. And uh, you know, and and uh, kind of get motivated by this. I mean, not kind of. You absolutely have to get motivated by it. But the Jets feel like they're really close, and they feel like if they can get a quarterback to play even halfway decent, they're a team that can go into the playoffs and maybe go fairly far. Um, I've got a story for you here, Scott, and maybe you could actually corroborate this because of your uh, info here, because of your relationship with the people, with the parties involved. So Emmett Smith revealed this week that Don Shula, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, nixed a deal that would have had Emmett Smith going to the Miami Dolphins in 1993 as a restricted free agent. Now, you were heading out the door uh, in that same offseason – to go to Detroit, yeah, but I don't know if you knew anything at the time. He would have been there in 1993. But but you, I mean, you were there at the time. Were were these kind? Do these kinds of things float around, and you hear like a rumor, or is it one of those things where now we hear about it 30 years later? So I know I know Emmett hadn't signed with the Cowboys. I believe they had just won the Super Bowl, and yep. uh, and and he was like. You know, he was a free agent. And he's a so, Florida guy. Yeah, and he's a Florida guy. And I mean, it would have been phenomenal to have him. I, I remember Marino going, man, if like if I was going to start a football team, that guy right there is, is would be one of the first guys. Why I, would Don would, Shula I, I, not want a piece of that? Well, here, here's the thing. So, you know, we talk about Derek Carr making the free agency tour. And you, you've got to create leverage. So I, I, I have a hard time buying that Emmett Smith wanted to leave Dallas. I don't think he ever wanted to leave Dallas, but he also wanted to, you know, maximize the leverage of what he was. And so, uh, you know, Coach Shula is not a dumb guy. I mean, he, at all. And he uh, he's had some uh, Hall of Fame running backs that he's coached throughout his career. And I, I and he, I don't I have a hard time buying that he would turn down Emmett Smith unless you know Emmett Smith was one of these. You know, he was asking too much, or he was just maybe using the Dolphins for some leverage. As leverage yeah, you yeah. know, with the Cowboys. I don't know. I'm not privy to all of those uh, conversations, but I do know that there there was the potential of Emmett Smith being in in Miami. And oh my goodness, would that have been a lot of fun to have Emmett Smith and Dan Marino uh, as teammates? Would have you know, it'd been it would have been remarkable. If I'm picking running backs, Emmett Smith is at the top of my list in my era. Uh, of, of guys that I would I would have loved to have played played with because he he just he just gives you so much and he gives you such a consistent effort that just allows you to um, you know stay ahead of the chains in a game and uh, you know Barry was an incredible runner but a lot of times you you know it was feast or famine with with Barry and Emmett was just a was just a tough runner and you know a great pro. It would have been interesting, but you're you're right. Like it's funny to later go no that deal was nixed and you go. Yeah, but how close really was that deal? You know, were you were you getting down the road kind of far, or was it really like, no, I was going to go and be a part of you know this Dolphins team, but Don Shula said I don't want you on my team. It was probably more along the lines of the Cowboys going, dude, we're running this thing back. You could win another Super Bowl or two, which is what he ended up doing. Now, he won, now, they, now, they, he won two was more known touchdowns. To be kind of tight too. Joe Robbie gave him like a bonus for for uh, winning the Super Bowl. And I think he gave him like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was for him, for and Coach Ulanelli's staff, yeah. staff. And he took like fifteen, and then just said, "Here's five thousand for all of the rest yeah, of you to kind of kind of split this up amongst yourself." Mm, yeah, that seems about right. So I, you know, listen, 
I'm not going to poo-poo that. I mean, I would definitely share a bonus with you. But I've worked with you long enough, Scott, to know that you would take the 15 and give me the 5. <laughs> no, I'd take, I'd take 12 5 <laughs> and give you 7 7 5. 7 5. That's more than, mm. more than half no. of what <laughs> You're like, I, 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 would have, I would way outdo Don Shule on that one. Um, no, so I, I'd go 64. I, I was watching this interview with uh, Nick Sirianni, and he was he did, you know, he talked about, you know, how big of a deal it was to get to the Super Bowl and how hard it is to get back there. But this is a guy who says he is so hungry to win this Super Bowl again. What do you think? Uh, and I'm, this is kind of uh, out of the uh, normal time slot, but do you think that that uh, that Nick Sirianni gets back to the Super Bowl? This is a, it's a guy who's super young, and it's a guy who has a lot of cachet. And boy, he went from being a brand new guy to being suddenly a really really sought after head coach. Well. What they have is a team that's fairly intact, and um, you know it is hard to it is hard to get back there, and and it's it's happened before. I mean, you you saw Buffalo go to you know four Super Bowls I think in a row at one time, and and a lot of that was because they were just the best team uh, in in a conference. I don't know how strong the AFC was at that time, and it's very similar in the NFC. I mean, what are what are the great teams in the NFC right now? It's San Francisco still can't find a quarterback. Minnesota, you know, quarterback can't win big games on the road in the playoffs. Uh, is it, you know, is Dallas ever going to be for real? Uh, you know, who else is there in the NFC? Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, they just don't seem to ever figure it out. Tom Brady's done. Who, who, who's going to rise up now? And so, so they've got a, 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 fairly, a fairly easy road back to the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe the Giants you know, uh, come into play here. Maybe the Detroit Lions start playing a little bit better, but uh, they're definitely a team that can go back. And and I don't I don't think there's a like a hangover like that like like they didn't play poorly. They didn't play like uh, the Rams did the first time they got into the Super Bowl. They uh, but you look at the Bengals and the Bengals I thought were a team to really contend with at the end of the year last year, and they they didn't didn't get back to the Super Bowl. So it's possible. Um, and and I think once you've tasted it and once you know how to get there, I think it's certainly an easier path. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, when we get into picking our Super Bowl picks, you know, at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a team I actually pick. We'll see how free agency and where they end up, but but uh, you know they've they got a lot of really good pieces in place. Offensive coordinator for the uh, World Champ uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy. Is taking a job as the OC at Washington. Wow. The next iteration of Eric Bieniemy, I think that that the way that I think the thing that we're kind of finding out more and more about is just like I, I think that at least the perception is that Andy Reid maybe had more to do with the offense than uh, than a team was comfortable with hiring him as a as a head coach, I right. guess. And so ne- then he gets to, he, he gets a shot now to go to a team and just to full on be the guy calling all the plays. Uh, and then, you know, obviously he's proved himself as a guy who knows what it's like to have uh, some talent and and, uh, and and make sure that they're on the right path. But I think that he looked and looked around and said, "Look, if people are going to take me seriously, then I'm going to go to a, a I'm going to go to a team and never again be considered like, a, oh, he's just riding Andy Andy uh, Andy Reid's coattails." Which I don't think was the case, but I do think that the perception was there that he wasn't necessarily uh, the guy that was totally in charge of that offense. Well, there clearly there's something that uh, isn't isn't hitting with people because a, a hot assistant coaches on teams that win multiple Super Bowls, like the Kansas City Chiefs have done, that clearly. 
uh, fits Eric Bieniemy. So yeah. if the perception, the perception, or maybe the reality is is different because some guys are just not cut out to be head coach. I'm not saying he isn't, but they're there. And whether the perception is Andy Reid is kind of the one running that show, I don't know. But I, you know, he's had other guys. I mean, Doug Peterson worked for him for years and was an OC for him, and you know, ended up being a head coach. Uh, I just. I don't know what it is, but something doesn't smell right with uh, Eric Bieniemy as being a head guy, and that's that's just a perception of what people think at this point. Yeah, you're going well. Where are these opportunities? What's going on here? Look, when are we going to see those opportunities come back again? Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We got more to go around the uh, around the corner here. We have our two minute drill, uh, and then uh, we've got more. Just we're just taking in the sights, enjoying downtown Salt Lake City as uh, All Star Weekend is upon us. Uh, we'll get you ready uh, with the two minute drill next as well. Stay with us, ninety seven five, the KSL Sports Zone. Men Remedicals, Utah's only physician owned operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments that are discreet, non invasive, and customized for your needs. Renew, restore, reclaim. It's remedical.com. All right, we'll come back. More to go. Two minute drill next. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Welcome back. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. This police officer just took a way illegal U-turn, Scott. Laws for me, but not for thee, huh? I'm just kidding. I think that they're probably... It is a, they're allowed to do that. It's a mess right here. And you, you know what? Uh, I say it's a mess. It, it, it's just What I'm saying the mess part is, is it's just a little bit scary for people who are not from here when they don't know that these trains just... They will blow straight through the intersection because even if it says that it's stopped as a red light for cars, uh, which it's shut down for cars, that's the other thing is you get this false sense of security because you go, oh, the, the blocks are all shut down, yeah, it's like- not for tracks, and that uh, that train doesn't apologize after it hits you. So uh, there's our safety PSA announcement there, Scott. Well, a lot of people are used to, like, a subway system. You know, the trains are under the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. So we, we put them on the streets here. Yeah. Uh, Scott, let's jump into uh, some two-minute drill here. So if you will, explain for the folks on All-Star Weekend what the two-minute drill is. Now we have the music behind All us. All right, let's try this. Late in the football game, you got to go down the field, kick a field goal, score a touchdown, don't have a lot of time, so you hurry our shows the same way. Still, we have a lot to talk about, but not a lot of time, so we talk a little bit about a lot of things. We hurry up, finish the show, go home happy with a trophy for participating because everyone gets one of those these days, along with... A plethora of desserts that include chocolate souffle flan from Spain, key lime pie from Florida, gelato from Italy, baklava from Greece, and cake from Walmart. There must be some nice desserts across the street at uh, Vivint Arena, too. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Um, Two-minute drill brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. You can shop your way, get a piece of luxury that you deserve. Stop by, test drive the Jerry Seiner Cadillac today, new or used. Check it out. Uh, I showed you this picture earlier, Scott, and I was like, it started to get a lot of attention this morning, and I was uh, I was really itching to tell you this story. And then I actually showed you the picture because I, I couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> and it was Tiger Woods after Justin <laughs> Thomas took a swing um, off of the tee 
Tiger Woods handed him uh, a, fe- a, feminine, a product. feminine product. The implication being, of course, nice swing. Why don't you take this? And he's getting a lot of crap for it, but I don't know, Scott. Like, uh, these guys are human. These guys are funny. Like, that's a, like that actually makes me like Tiger Woods a little bit more because he comes across as being the guy who, you know, he's, he's bigger than the game, bigger than the sport. And he goes, hey, Justin, like, to, to have him kind of pranking the guys – this is another pro golfer and one of the top ten golfers in the world, Justin Thomas. And he went over and goes, "Nice swing here." Hands him a feminine product. I'm not Boom. which. I'm not. I'm. Sh- I'm not sure which one would be uh, how I'd feel about it if Tiger Woods was giving me a hard time. Would I be like? Would I just melt in my tracks and just be like <laughs> cower in the corner? Tiger doesn't like no, making you fun. Could of me. See- or would I be like? Hey, I'm in the club. Man. I'm Tiger's making fun no, of me. No, no, I must be important. The look on Justin Thomas's face. It was this half smile of, thanks, bro. Like, it was amazing. It's exactly what you want. It's just like this guy, he's a pro. He's hassling one of his peers. I, I thought it was really funny, so but they, I get it. There's yeah. a lot of people going, what are you trying to say? Like, what are you trying to say about women? What are you trying to say about it, – it was, it was, I don't know. They're just having a good time. He's trying to one be One of the funniest it, is when uh, they announce him, Tiger Woods, and they go, the Bay Hill Invitational, the USO, you know, and they just yeah, yeah, list all, all the and then they go, and from Kentucky, Justin, Justin Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it takes all this time to get through his. Justin's like, can you put a couple of those on mine? Just and to that's make it done intentionally. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade announced this afternoon as uh, finalists for the uh, 2023 oh. Basketball Hall of Fame class. Our uh, own. They'll make it. Our own Dwayne Wade. Uh, by the way, I saw a... Uh, I saw a TikTok video, uh, a TikTok video of of uh, D Wade working his butt off in the gym, and he's like, "This is not this is not water. This is sweat." You know why? We have an All Star game, uh, this celebrity game that they were getting ready for this weekend. Jeremy informed us it was a little rough to watch because uh, some of these celebs don't take it nearly as uh, seriously. But Team Ryan and Team D Wade, uh, our own D Wade, a finalist for the Hall of Fame class of 2023, and uh, be hard to imagine him not getting in. Uh, this first go around, uh, of course, Dirk is probably going to be a unanimous uh, name on that as well. Um, Michael Jordan, by the way, happy birthday! Sixty years old today is MJ. Do you think Michael Jordan's going to make it out to the uh, All Star festivities this weekend? Uh, uh, yeah, actually, if it was in the summer, I'd say absolutely because he loves to play golf. He's a golfer here. Yeah, he's a member of uh, some of the golf courses around town. But uh, yeah, why wouldn't he be here? Uh, I think he didn't. He donate like ten million dollars to something. Anyways, uh, hey, would you? Uh, uh, what golf course do you remember? Like Nibley? Is that what you're talking Glenn, about? Glenn, yeah, Nibley. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I know what you're talking about. Glenn, uh, Glenn, Glenn Wild? Or? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh no, Glendale over here. Glendale. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Glenn Wild. Jeez, <laughs> he's got a dual thing: Glendale and Rose Park. Yeah, you get them both, two for one. He, get, with, he uh, gets the you know the county pass. He can go to all the. These are all the places I go. By the way, he's like uh, honorary member. I love when places put up places where they go. He's an honorary member here at the uh, Davis Golf Course, <laughs> the Davis uh-huh. County Golf Course. Well, thank you. All right, uh, come back. More to go around the corner. We've got tons to get to, so stay with us. Ninety-seven five, the KSL Sports Zone. Listen to DJ and PK Monday morning, six to ten a.m. for the Chevy Strong. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. 
Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. That's a great question. Stone's going to help you out with that. Welcome back. Uh, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, uh, there's Wolf Blitzer. Oh, (laughs) yeah. There's Wolf Blitzer. Um, Who's he? I'm kidding. I know. But my thing is this. Like, do you this, this could be the funnest part of this whole weekend. No, no, it's just, just people like, watching. Eh, no, I'm, okay, I'm not joking, the by the way. Wolf Blitzer just walked by. What yeah. on earth does – I mean, I'm not saying he can't be here. What I'm saying is, is that people don't go, NBA All-Star, you're going to be able to see Darren Williams. <laughs> uh, Donovan Mitchell's been walking around. You'll see some celebrities. Maybe uh, Rihanna will come by after her Super Bowl uh, music performance. All these, all these uh, you like young celebrities – and then Wolf Blitzer walks by, yeah. uh, and you go, "Hey, Wolf, do you like the All Star Game?" <laughs> like, it's, Wolf, it's me. Why on earth is Wolf Blitzer here? All right, no, I I know why he's here. The same reason we are. It's the freaking All Star Game. Uh, team Giannis, Team LeBron, Scott. <laughs> if somebody would have said, "Who'd you see?" Because I did see Ben Affleck from like a far, far, far distance. Because he's announcing the starters of the Celebrity Game. Okay, and they had him like walking through. Uh, and and it was a massive posse. Wolf Blitzer, by the way, had a posse. Did you he see did. that? Oh yeah, yeah. There's no question. <laughs> and so you go, yeah, Ben Affleck. But I would not have pegged Wolf Blitzer for having a posse. So there you go. Um, all the stuff that's going on here this weekend, and all the stuff that's uh, happening, I think it's important for us to remember that the uh, that Lowry Marketing making this All Star game, being a starter, is a huge deal. So as we wrap up the show here, I just wanted to mention, I want Lowry Marketing to score. Uh, and to put himself at the top of at least people's minds to go, yeah, you know what? This isn't just a a uh, you know a you're welcome kind of uh, all star nod. The guy has turned a lot of heads, and he's a not just an all star but an all star starter for a reason, Scott. Yeah, and I have to believe, at least I'm hopeful that uh, he'll get showcased. Uh, you, you know, you guys freezing you out in the all star game, especially when it's on your home court and. And he's really earned it. You know, he's earned being there. And, you know, now that he's a starter, I think it's a special te- thing. And so, you, you you know, we want everyone from Utah to kind of wrap out. I'm fascinated also to see how he does in the three-point contest and, and where he finishes there. But uh, you got to believe that uh, having that hometown crowd is a, is going to give you a little extra boost. All right, there you go. For Scott Mitchell, I'm Wolf Blitzer. Uh, we'll be back again. We're going to catch all – tomorrow morning, by the way, we're going to be uh, – on the Saturday show right here from the same spot here on the plaza. We're actually just going to sleep here. Uh, but we're going to uh, take in some of the sights tonight of the Rising Stars game. We'll let you know with that. But more all-star coverage tomorrow right here from the plaza. 10 to noon live. We're going to be broadcasting. We're going to be out here from 10 to 5 uh, with a presence here on the corner handing out more free stuff. So uh, thanks to all of our uh, crew who have been helping us out here, uh, Stone and Adam and uh, Jeremy hitting the buttons back in the studio, staying nice and toasty. So we'll see you uh, on the flip side, everybody. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind 
only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.